Hello and welcome to podcast number 49. 49. We're going to catch up with the recent film and TV news we've watched uh, before the second part of the podcast where we're going to be hosting our horror knockout tournament, our horror franchise knockout tournament. Mm -hmm. And of course, in the third part of the podcast, we'll be answering your franchise knockout tournament. Mm -hmm. And of course, in the third part of the podcast, we'll be answering your questions. Of course, joining me today is Ian. What up, y'all? And Andy. How's it going? How you guys been? I've been pretty good. I mean, I took the last podcast off, which was quite nice. A bit of a break because you just like... When you're on it all the friggin' time, you know, between obviously doing the film reviews, between doing the podcast, getting in on Twitch streams, then dealing with the Discord and stuff like that, you just get to the point where you're like, fuck these guys. Well, it's more like, <laughs> should I take a break? Because if I don't, I get to a point where I'm like, I can feel if I take, if I don't take a break, then people are going to start to resent me and hate me. So if I take the break, then people will miss me. Yeah, I've got to go away from you. Yeah, right yeah, you know, and, yeah. it, and it was just really nice because like I said, it's just it's just on the go or, or flow. So I was able to obviously listen to you guys a little bit last time because I was at home just chilling and watching shit on my phone. Um, and you guys, <laughs> well, I, you guys was, just I was watching your podcast and I was like, fuck it, what else is on? <laughs> right? Well, I mean, you guys were just throwing the tournament together and, you know, doing news and stuff like that. And, and, and you I'll find out when well. I get there. Because obviously I jump into the, I jump into the commentary, like a, uh, the comment section like I do, but then I, I find myself talking, you know, I'm supposed to be taking a break, but I'm doing more talking because I'm there. Very yeah. much so. So it's easy to take a break. Uh, we had uh, Gary's birthday, which obviously we knocked out for the... Um, the fucking karaoke on the Friday, and then I took the wife out for her birthday on the Correct. Saturday. Awesome. Went out for a nice little meal. Um, Where'd you guys go? We went to Leandro's. Oh, the bottom mate, can't game. go wrong. Yeah, Stunning. so we had, I had duo, duo of steak. Mm. The guy's just like, what do you fancy? I'm like, well, I'm looking at the duo of steak. What is that? He's just like, it's two steaks. I'm like, I know. But like, turf, I wanted... Turf, <laughs> turf and turf. Well, I kind of wanted a little bit more detail because I was, I was caught between that and something It Greek. does sound like he's giving you all the details though. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> it's like, you know a steak? Well, we I'm do slim, two of them. Twice. I said to him, I said, like, well, I kind of fancy this this kind of Grecian dish here, which is kind of like a kebabs and beef on skewers. And he was like gyros like, or something. He was like, no, no, just go with the steak. I was like, hi, mate. Fucking, I'm, dry, I'm, That's I'm so driving. When the, the restaurant, when the waiter at the Greek restaurant's like, don't eat none of that Yeah, don't shit. eat none of that. Just eat the steak. It's like, That's right. a nice restaurant though. I like Leander. We've been there a bunch of times. I think we're going there for like work Christmas meal. Well, I awesome obviously there. went down there. I recently, um, I, I had this all shortened down so I could obviously just do games and, and films and books that I'd done recently. So, I recently completed Xenoblade Chronicles 3 on the Switch, which yeah. is a Japanese RPG. I uh, yeah, It sounds it. Yeah. I didn't intend to actually <laughs> play it. <laughs> right. why, uh, the, the son um, wanted to buy it with some of his pocket money, and then he played it for like two days, and then he was just like, I'm done. And, I, and you were like, quids in? I was like, <laughs> like well, no, because I, I was more like, shit, I was really proud that he picked up this game and he was going to play it. But then when he realized how much work was going to be involved <laughs> the in grind. the grind... That I was like, shit, and I couldn't leave it unfinished. You're like, Dad, I have played this for 15 minutes, I haven't shot anyone <laughs> in the face yet. <laughs> so I ended up, like, I completed it this morning. Um, I've ended up putting it like 100 hours in, doing the main story and a couple of the side quests Jesus, and getting dude. to the end of the game. And I can still go back in those areas I still haven't explored. It's absolutely brilliant. I mean, fucking Japanese RPGs are amazing. 
Uh, still is, it, watching... is it like RPG in the traditional sense of like say the old Final Fantasy? No, no, no. Like... This is uh, they've got they've taken all of their best elements from Xenoblade Chronicles one and two and then mixed it in together. So like you've got like six characters in this one group. You can give them all these different classes, give them all these different skills. They've got all these different weapons. If you build up your combo in the middle of a battle, they get to do this kind of weird Giver merge thing where two characters become one and then they're doing off like extra damage. Oh, dude, I'm you just know, getting just like Chrono Trigger flashbacks. Man, it, that, the thing was... Because, is it like turn-based, is it? Or? Uh, no, no, no. The combat's free-flowing. Oh, okay, cool. But it's obviously down to critical chance and all that. And the problem was, because Dylan had started it, I'd missed the, re- the, the main story start. So I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm skipping all the cut sequences. I'm skipping all of the fucking talking. But I'm just leveling myself up. So by the end of the game, they were like, hey, we're the champions. I'm like, yep, I'm done. Put the game down. I'm basically treating it like a mobile game. That's an advert. Fuck you. The the combo system, the, 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 the detail, the world was just absolutely amazing and brilliant. It's just, I'd done Xenoblade Chronicles sure. 1 on the so Wii. You to follow it, it was up. fucking huge. Yeah. I didn't want to do 2 because it was fucking huge. Guess what 3 is? Fucking twice the size of 2 and 1 together. So I didn't want to do that. But I, I, I'm there and I did it. 100 hours. Um, I did recently, I said on the Discord as well, I did recently read uh, Richard Matheson's I Am Legend novel for Sweet. the first time. Never read it myself, um, but I had the chance to actually pick up the book and figured I'd give it 166 pages so really quite quick I mean it was part of a short tale that's a four thing. shit book yeah four, t- four, four, <laughs> four morning shit. shits but man I'm telling you like you'd be surprised like I couldn't I couldn't actually put it down like I'd read a chapter and be like man I, I've got to stop chapter, yeah. but I really want to see the next one mm. because it, it intertwined I've never seen uh, The Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price which right. is basically I Am Legend like the original Charlton has the one I've seen. Will Smith one yeah. I've seen. Um, Don't forget the Mark Dacascos one. Yeah, let's forget the Mark <laughs> Dacascos one because that one's just fucking shit. But weirdly, both the films have aspects that are in this novel. So you've got the Charlton Heston-esque main character. I think is Richard Neville. You know. Um, going around, boarding up his house, trying to fight these vampires, going through the science of it, explaining yeah. vampirism, things like that. But then there was this one chapter where he came across a dog and he hadn't seen like people or animals in like three years. You know, this is kind of like a diary to him and he's come across this dog and it's scared of him. So he's kind of trying to coax it into the house with meat and it's scared and keeps going off and then it keeps coming back and he's finally gets it into the house. It freaks out. It doesn't want to be there because it's got its own ideas and stuff. The chapter was like three or four pages long of him detailing getting this dog in and how he felt and then at the end, it's like a week later, the dog had died. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so it immediately took me to the Will Smith bit where he's got like Samantha. Samantha yeah, you know, and I'm like, oh, I can see that. That was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. If I read a book and a dog dies, I'll throw it across the <laughs> oh, man, I'll it be was... like, no, and the, <laughs> no. The ending was really, the, the ending was really special because obviously neither film have done the ending from the book. I won't yeah. spoil it. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? Was sorry, but was the was the deleted ending? You know, because I am like the Will Smith. I was going to say there is a deleted ending, isn't, which feels more like the end of the book. The yeah. ending of the book. Uh, what's the deleted ending again? Well, I don't want to say it because, like you said, you don't want to spoil it. But I just well, maybe you know since you like. Is it the same? Um, one? Is it the one where he goes to the camp of other people at the end? The deleted one, I believe. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. In the book, he, do, he doesn't. Oh, okay. He yeah, doesn't right. make it out either. But it's it's the way that he kind of confronts this the new truth. 
um, of the world in which they're living in. But it really, reading it, I was like, you know what? They could easily turn this into a TV series. You could do the whole first season following this character. And then season two, same world, but a different character dealing with different things and then just expanding. Um, still like watching. Most the... be better for a series than a film, because you can like you can expand. It yeah, but the way that it, right? this was constructed, every chapter was like a little mini episode. That the detail would just be amazing. Um, obviously, still watching the wrestling. Papa H is running WWE to the fucking it's grand been, it's been good, right? It's oh man, Rollins is kicking ass. Reigns is kicking ass. Extreme Rules like, was a great pay per view. Extreme Rules was a good pay per view. There were there were some things that happened that were like, oh, why did you do that for? But that's WWE pay-per-views they're going for. Uh, AEW Extreme Rules was just there for Bray's return. Yeah, you just yeah, yeah. skip just, just get to Bray's return, return because I yeah. love a loud pop. Bray and Wyatt's return, but I'm hoping pop. that they don't mil- hold it out for too long. <clears throat> if he doesn't get into the ring and start doing something, they're going to lose that momentum. That momentum for sure. AEW starting to struggle a little bit. Hangman Adam Page is just right. Well, I thought they say it was a concuss, but I think it's a stinger. Because he takes the elbow and it looks like he's fine, but when he lands, yeah. he's there and he could be concussed. Can't really see because they keep cutting the camera away because they're trying to get him out of the ring. But I'm like stingers, you know? They, yeah, 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 totally. They, yeah. they, they are the the main thing that can take a wrestler out for a long period and it can really do some serious long term damage. So if that's happened to him, how it's does frightening apart from anything in it because you think you've paralyzed part of your body. Well, exactly. But the problem I've got now is that they're building MJF up, Maxwell Jacob Friedman as Moxley's next opponent. Mm. And if they've built him up that MJF's going to take the championship, like, everyone's going on, oh, it's going to be like Austin, Shawn Michaels. It's not. It's like Brock versus Kofi. He's literally going to go in and take the title. And what relevance is it? We've always said... What, you think it's going to be like a squash? Not a squash, but if... But Mox isn't going to win. He needs a holiday. He fucking needs a holiday. That's why Man, he needs a holiday because they keep letting him go off and do like fucking CJW matches no, 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 and kill himself no. with light tubes. He was shit. supposed to take time off when <laughs> Punk had the title. That is true. They did. Yeah, but that's that Punk is true. had his altercation back, backstage, and now he Moxley had to come back in because they needed to put it on somebody who could actually carry it for a little bit. He needs time off with his daughter. He needs time off with his wife. So obviously, he's still watching that. She employed now. They, yeah, they Renee's down in, there right? as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, um, I watched Halloween Ends last night. Stupid. Oh! Move on. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. So, <laughs> oh. So I went to see Halloween Ends, and we're moving on. No. I'm oh. Well, we're going to save, gonna save that on. for when you get to it. So yeah, we'll, we'll all talk about that. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. Let me just bring up my thing. Okay. So and again, I can't spoil it because these two motherfuckers haven't watched it yet. But I did watch Clerks Three. I've wicked it. I know what. Of course you have. I, I, know, I, know I said happens. watch it. Yeah. Right, so you're not going to spoil it. I know but um. What? Okay. Well, for others. Who okay. Like sorry, to, yeah, yeah. For I'll others who like to watch their films. Yeah. Right. You know. Um. I. You know. Again. Uh, it seems very divisive online. I really fucking enjoyed it. What did you think of Jane Silent Bob reboot? Because I really liked that. I oh, really... sorry. Uh, do you know what my head was spinning then? Uh, yeah, I, I, I was... really liked just the was... kind of heartwarming aspect it, behind it was, that story. Um... So I feel the same thing for Clerks 3. That well, I'm like... J- Jane Bob reboot was kind of like, again, it's that... Because uh, I know that you're not a fan of Jane Silent Bob Strike back, that whole, we're going to run around and do some funny stuff kind yeah. of version. Yeah, yeah. It was that with a shit ton of um, guilty cameos because he nearly died. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's so how he guilted them all into being in his movie. Yeah, but, and, but what I um, love is that Kevin Smith was totally brazen and honest about that. I, yeah, um, yeah and, and same with Halloween. Uh, <laughs> um, with, um, I can't say anything positive about that. Um, with Clerks 3, um, 
I enjoyed the way that they portrayed the characters being the age that they are and what they've gone through. Yeah, yeah. There's a very, and again, I'm not going to spoil anything. It's like there's a very uh, serious um, plot point running yeah. through it, yeah, which yeah. is kind of out of out of points as well. Yeah. Uh, just as a fan, I really enjoyed it. If I, you know, like uh, as liking the others, I really enjoyed it. And do, do you know what? Honestly, I think sort of like script wise and stuff I'm going to get so much shit for this but I don't give a fuck it, it might be his best film in the last 10 years personally the funny I enjoyed thing, that script almost as much as I did Red State the funny okay. thing and is I you fucking say, love Red you State you saying that I really like the script for Jane Silent Bob reboot first off yeah it's funny he huh? almost died so if he died Dude, we play, wouldn't yeah, exactly. have any he, he's of these play, things. he's playing to his audience exactly day, he's only making his films for Second, his audience secondly so. and like I said I need, I, I'm watching Clerks 3 but obviously you already know the story but I get the hmm. same idea from Jane Silent Bob reboot I mean, yeah, he guilted these people in, but there's that particular <laughs> sequence where you've got Jay, Bob, uh, Jay Mew's real-life daughter on the floor, yeah. and you've got Ben Affleck playing... Um, Holden. Holden, who's yeah. supposed to be the daughter, uh, the, yeah, the father. Yeah, he, he lowballed a sequel to Chasing Amy into the film, right. didn't he? Yeah. Now there's and this, that was the best And scene. there's this whole moment where I'm like, this is more than just a film. This is more than just a cash cow. This is three friends sitting down with a camera acting out a scene that may may never have happened if he'd gone the other way and yeah, died. Absolutely, and, absolutely. And same with Jay Muse. He would have died as well years ago, but here he is with his daughter mm. in a film with his friend. And so that for me is more personal than, oh, did it make enough money in going to the cinema? No. Yeah, it's like if you followed the story of everyone. Like, I mean, I watched yeah, it. I yeah. watched it with my wife. I watched it with Donna. And she loved it as well, actually. I'm like, she, as in she was like, that was really enjoyable. And stuff. Yeah. And um, what's I'm I'm the asshole that's watching it with her going so like and again this isn't a spoiler because you know how he makes his movies but so Jordan and Har- um, Logan his yeah. Jay Muse's wife and daughter like our customers buying stuff in the in the convenience yeah, store yeah, I'm like yeah. that's that's his that's his wife and his daughter and she's like okay that's cool yeah, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. I'm that asshole so like you know so when they're the going through movie. auditions it's like you know Ralph Garman pops up from the Hollywood yeah, and I'm I like mean, that's Ralph like, <laughs> you know so let's, let's, shit like that pleased me do you know what I mean let's admit sure. Kevin Smith's war film was Copland not Copland uh, fucking Cop Out Cop Out I would say Yoga Hosers is possibly the film that I was like, I will I, never I, watch that yeah, movie again. I switched that one off. <laughs> I still haven't seen Yoga Hoses or, or Tusk. I love Tusk. Tusk I was really fine. enjoyed Tusk. Yeah, I can't wait weird. for the sequel. Right. Um, Cop Out was like, I don't mind it on its own in a kind of like, it, to be fair, when you say Kevin Smith, it's not a Kevin Smith film, is it? It's, no, it's him. No, right in direct. No, it's, it's him working yeah. in a studio mm, trying same to make as, a studio uh, the, movie. The, the Zack and Miri one. Exactly. And to be fair, Zack and Miri was far better than Cop Out. <laughs> yeah. so, but anyway, personally, I fucking enjoyed it. Apparently, awesome. I'm, in, I'm, in the, I'm in the minority. Well, I'm really looking I, um, forward to it. You are a minority. It, it, I felt Clerks deserved uh, a third movie. It did, yeah, I think absolutely. it's one of those that deserves a trilogy and each one is like at a different time in their lives. And uh, and I know from the trailer that he's put his own real life story in the story of Randall. Yeah. Oh fuck. Um, yeah, so yeah. Well, again, mate, I know it's going to come from the from the heart. You won't so miss speak. him detailing everything. The Doctor is got the same name as the Doctor. Yeah. That yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He goes through the yeah. whole eighty percent mortality rate. It's it's kind of fucking. Yeah. So I mean, I, um, I imagine it would be more of the same because I yeah I did not like the reboot movie. Um, I thought it was I thought it was garbage. But I, I enjoyed it because it was really heartfelt. Exactly. And because I yeah. love Kevin yeah, Smith, so I was exactly with it. But I thought it was I thought it was as garbage as Jason Muse's own movie that he released uh, during the lockdown. But then you also yeah. thought <laughs> you also <laughs> thought Greasy Strangler was bad. And then yeah, you absolutely but, turned around on Greasy Strangler. 
Yeah, but I oh, knew, I knew watching and that, that, that what I was getting, <laughs> and I knew that I needed Porto. to watch it with people, Porto. not on my own. Tracy <laughs> Strange like, what's this movie like? Oh, it's terrible. You'll love it. <laughs> right. That's the thing. Um, we watched um, The Watcher on Netflix. Oh, fuck off. Did you watch it all? No, it's see, bullshit. Well, see, see, this is the thing. I watched it. I don't know it. This is the thing is, I watched it. It's about a, a couple that move into Based a fucking house. Based on a true house. story. Based on a true story. Now, here's the thing is, though, that they've never solved the mystery. So the series doesn't, the series doesn't really have any kind of fucking ending. So we watched it. I'm at home working and Donna was off. So she was kind of watching it. So I kind of watched this with one eye on the screen. Sure. And I'm so glad that I didn't get invested in it because by the time I finished it, I was like, oh man, I'd have been pissed if I was. I saw the trailer before it came out on Netflix. So I Googled and Wikipedia what the history was. Mm. And I'm reading through all the pages and and I'm like, huh? What? Huh? And then it's like, what are you reading? I was like, let me, let me just. Let me just get it in my head first before I go to explain it to you. And I got all the way to the bottom, obviously realizing that obviously it's unsolved. Yeah, it's stuff. like a nun end. And then I just went, "Oh yeah, it was an Amityville thing." <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Oh god, yeah, it is. It's a family oh, moving really? into a house and then try to make up some kind of supernatural backstory because they move out the ha- spoilers. There's no, there's they no move su- out the house. There's no at supernatural one point. element to it. They move out the house at one point, right? But they're still paying for the house and they're still trying to give off the impression that somebody is watching them and is upset with them. But you've got all this technology, yeah? You've got cameras that can fucking see everything. You're not going to spot one fucking person or a group of people dropping in letters or sneaking into your fucking property. Fuck off. Yeah, they explain that. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying they do explain well, it. Obviously, anyway. obviously, they couldn't explain it very well. It's unsolved. But I watched it. Oh, no. Um, what's the new Hellraiser? I think you've got that in your... I, yeah, we'll I've go into that yet. as well. Sure. Yeah. The only other thing I've been... Well, a couple of, I've been playing um, Titanfall 2 again. That's uh, awesome. Because I was like... Uh, me and a friend of mine were sort of like, oh, we need to play something online and stuff. And I couldn't think of anything else we want to play. We're a bit Battlefield out and stuff. We don't play the new one. We just play Battlefield 5 because fuck that new one. Huh. Um and so I was like, do you remember like how Titanfall 2 was like really underrated and really good? Yeah, it was. So I downloaded that, I've been playing a bit of that online, and then also I realised that I was like, oh shit, this one's got a fucking campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I played it. And yeah. I was like, shit, this has got a really good campaign. It's, it's actually a really yeah. solid campaign. So I've actually enjoyed it. So if you've got Games Pass and you've not played Titanfall 2, fucking give it a go. It's well worth it. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, I'm running down stuff where I haven't got time to play Plague Tale Requiem. I'm not going to play Scorn until I've got a couple of evenings to just smash through it because I've already sure. I started sure. playing. And I was like, "Oh, it's this type of game." Okay, it's fine. But I'm kind of like, "Look, I can't start when anything." When you say this type of game, what do you, what do you mean by Are that? You, have you got it on your catch up? He's um, completed. I've, I've, I've completed yeah, both games, but I'm not ready to talk really yeah, about no, both games just, yet. It, it's, I thought it, it was a shooter, but it's a no, puzzler. it's a puzzle game. Yeah. Puzzle. That's what I mean. Is I'd rather just have Weird. a couple of evenings where I just sit down and smash it out. But I'm kind of like, I don't want to start any brand new game because I'm weeks away from God of War. Sure. So I'm like, no, no, because when that drops, it's going to be like, this is what I'm doing. Mm. Um, so the yeah, and the only other thing that I've been doing is that, like, I was talking to some of you guys on the Discord is I've got back into watching the NFL season. So I've been loving like my Sundays. Just fucking, nice. I've got the Games Pass <laughs> and we watch. <laughs> I just it's, uh, some of the guys in Discord were like, oh, what? Who's your team? I'm like Minnesota Vikings. They're like, why? I'm like, oh, they got beards. <laughs> <laughs> Brock Lesnar played the preseason game for him, and yeah. Jesse Ventura was the governor of Minnesota. So go Vikings. But um, nice. I've, I've been really enjoying the uh, the NFL season this year. It's been good. We're five and one. Life's good. Very good. Yeah, man. Well, I've got. I think I've got eleven. Eleven film <laughs> yeah. reviews to uh, to go that. over in my catch up. As you guys know, I took a little bit of time off streaming, um, so I, I I intended to fully catch up on uh, on a couple of films. 
um, and some that you've both mentioned earlier that uh, I'm sure we'll dive into a little bit more now. Uh, but the first one I want to talk about is Bodies, 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 which came out this year. And uh, it's about a group of rich 20-somethings that plan a hurricane party in a remote family mansion. The party game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing, fake friends, and one party gone very, very wrong. It's just making me laugh because I can see your score. Oh, right. <laughs> it was boring. <laughs> I fell asleep like an half hour into the film. I woke up and saw its ending play out, and I wasn't surprised by the end. I thought it was meh overall. There were some good ideas in there, but all of the cast lacked chemistry. For me, three out of ten. Uh, I'm giving scores to all of my reviews, which I don't normally do, uh, but because uh, I just want to really... You didn't have shit to do this week, did yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> I, wanted, I just Eight. wanted to give you a score because it simplifies <laughs> my review. Because I said to him, I was like, my birthday's coming up, I'm taking a week off, I'm not doing editing. He's just like, well, I need a holiday. I was like, well, this is your date. If you don't get your holiday in now, then you're going to get shit out of luck. Shocking. So he's like, okay, I'm not going <laughs> to... Okay, my, the next film, The Black Phone. Oh, and after being abducted this. by a child killer and locked film. in a soundproof basement, a 13-year-old boy starts receiving calls on a disconnected phone from the killer's previous victims. This was great. Fantastic performances, especially from the child actors. Mm. And Ethan Hawke was creepy as hell. Um, Ray White stole Scott Derrickson, director. Destination. With Ethan uh, I'm That's giving this amazing. one a seven out of ten. Honestly, seven one of the best of films I've I've seen uh, this year. It's really really good. Hold your attention really well. Uh, fantastic filmmaking. If you've not seen The Black Phone or if you slept on it, give this one a go. Rings a bell. <laughs> Next one I'll talk about is Men. Men. Story follows a young woman who goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside following the death of her ex-husband. I really enjoyed this one. And I have to say, I've kind of enjoyed all the previous offerings of Alex Garland as well. Um, this was an honest-to-God nightmare brought to life. The ending's a bit fucked up. Jesse Buckley was fantastic. So was Rory Kinnear, who was equally brilliant in all the multiple roles that he played. It built suspense very well, but the message gets strongly played out in the climax in full, gory detail. And it's definitely not for the weak stomachs. I got mixed feelings on it overall, but it's absolutely worth a watch. I'm giving this one a 6 out of 10. That, Still solid. That ending kind of took... I watched it. I, I was enjoying it almost right up until the very end. And then and it, it kind much? of snapped... No, it wasn't. It just snapped me out of it. That I was yeah, like, where the fuck did much. that come exactly, from? Yeah. Sure. You know, like, so... I, I kind of saw how the story was going to go, and then that ending came, and I was like... How does that work out? <laughs> you know? But hey, at least it wasn't four years standing around in the fucking sewer. There is that. Yeah. <laughs> Next one I want to talk about is Bullet Train. Bullet Train. I want to see this. This is, uh, the story follows five assassins aboard a swiftly moving bullet train to find out that their missions have something in common. This is Brad Pitt on top form, as you'd expect. Um... But uh, it was the kick-ass star, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, stealing the show mm. with co-star Brian Tyree Henry. Great action comedy and fun set pieces, some cool, gory kills. It's a simple story, but great execution. It's daft. It's fun. And it was refreshing, but also forgettable. Six out of ten. I wouldn't expect it to have gory kills either. That's quite cool. Yeah, pretty nasty. Uh, yeah, it did really nasty. pretty nasty, especially mm. from the trailer. Yeah. Not on the right track, then. <laughs> that was a stretch that one. File that one. I was trying to fit that one yeah. 
3,000 Years of Longing. Ah, yes. Uh, the story that. follows a lonely scholar on a trip to Istanbul, discovers a djinn who offers her three wishes in exchange for his freedom. This stars Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba. And uh, it's George Miller sering as co-writer and Except director. Dead don't die. It's fucking awesome. Shut your fucking oh, face. Take Great characters. Home. Fucking ban you if you keep Wonderful on stories. And stories within the story as well. Great dialogue, quality performances. The Literally, the majority of this film is just the two of these conversing and talking to each other whilst we have yeah. flashbacks to mm. all the times the Idris Elba Jinn was imprisoned and how long he's had to wait to be released again. Uh, it kept me riveted to the very end. Very satisfying. Highly worth a watch. 7 out of 10. 3,000 years of longing. I want to see this. And Don, like, I said, so I was like, let's go to the cinema and watch this one. And she's like, eh, I watched the show to the trailer and she wasn't into it. I was like, the fuck? You know, weirdly yeah, really enough, the advertising in the trailer, I think, hyped it up to something that it was bigger than what it is. It is more of a just a small story piece. It is. It's I lots think. of little stories. Yeah but, yeah, but what I'm saying is the way that the way that I saw the advertising in the trailer, it was like, you have to go see this movie. It's going to be amazing. I'm like, no, that's wrong because it's literally oh. going to be people quietly just listening to a story and not everybody is going to find that entertaining. Me, I could listen to Tilda Swinton and fucking talk to me about what's on the bottom of her fucking shoe. To be fair though, advertising <laughs> you know? does kind of have to suggest you go see the film. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But I don't because advertising sucks. Look at what they've done over the last fucking five years. Oh no, I'm just saying what its purpose is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now I'm just going to give my uh, quick take on, on Hellraiser. Now that it's out, we were pretty hyped for it last month. <laughs> Um, this is an updated take on Clive Barker's 1987 horror classic where a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites. I only really have a few issues with this refreshing take on the franchise. So much uh, so that at the end of my first watch, I was like, I could watch more of that. Great effects. Uh, and some blatant CGI cheapness in <laughs> yeah, some areas, yeah. it really was distracting. Also, it was very clean. Uh, and I much mm. prefer the OG Cenobites with the black leather look. Totally naked, flesh-scarred, but intricately designed as they are, they didn't connect with me same as the originals. Story was great. Characters were okay. Loved the suspense, the build-up. Just felt a bit sterile for a Hellraiser. It yeah. wasn't seedy enough. It did have one of the best moments in the franchise, though, and that was a demonic Back gateway opening up in a moving vehicle. That was class. That was class. Fucking brilliant. Also, scene. female pinhead rocked. Overall, though, six out of ten. See, that's funny because I, the the criticism I really enjoyed this. Um, the main reason I enjoyed it is because I like the fact that they made the Cenobites. They put them at the forefront and they made them like this perpetual threat. They're fucking mm. nemesis, and yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they're yeah. they're this perpetual threat. Because, I mean, the original fucking Hellraiser, you don't see him until the fucking third act of the movie, really, do you? He's you know in it mean? less so, than Michael Myers is in Halloween. Exactly. <laughs> he's in the beginning, but you have the no, presence. No, but I mean, you don't really he... get that Well, reveal, no, you, what I was but... just saying is that in the first one, you've got that presence that because they're always in the house, it, it always feels like it's always in the house. And I get the same Oh, yeah, you're always waiting for it. I was yeah, yeah. The same because in the original, it's Frank that's in the basement being resurrected. Yeah, and, that, and that's, that's the interesting thing, there. isn't it? Because yeah. I know a lot of people say, like, if you're a gorehound, it was kind of like people were a bit like, oh, it's really tight which is funny in a way because you're like 
Do people still get like fucking their skin peeled off and shit? But yeah. I suppose these days, like, like, ah, it's still a bit tame. Though. That's why I like number two as well. Number two does the same thing, but they move it to the hospital. So the Cenobites are there, still in the background in the hospital. The, yeah, After it, that, it, but it's, it's also like the fucking... imagery of that hospital, the basement level when mm. it goes all the way yeah. down, and it's like it's like an inferno down there with all those but deranged. Does that mean, uh, is that what you mean? Where this one is just too clean? Where well, number I mean, two like, has that dirty, like the first way, it's that dirt. I mean, it's seedy and dirty, and they're, yeah. they're basically having an affair and keeping it secret and having yeah. this lustrous sex yeah. you know and it's like this, this new one it's like, it doesn't it's, have it's, that. it's almost slasher movie where it's oh, like, it is, at the end yeah, of the day they're yeah. just being stalked it's a guys, bunch of people guys, being stalked they had to get better than Deader Hellworld <laughs> Revelation oh, yeah. and Judgment they could have fucking shat in a sandwich <laughs> and it would have been better than four fucking movies <laughs> Yeah, but that female pinhead was good. Yeah, she was. I really liked her. Um, yeah. I, um, obviously, she's still still not as imposing as Doug Bradley, um, but she worked within the confines of this film, though. Yeah. And the, the main thing that I liked is the takeaway is that they expanded on the lore. Uh, they gave us more yeah, of really the like uh, of the lament configuration. Yeah. Something that Ian has mentioned in all of the the Hellraiser reviews. He got tired of the box. Yeah. They mixed it up a lot in this one mm. and gave lots I... of uh, <laughs> rewards for opening it. I saw that last sequence because obviously. YouTube has that magical way of going, oh, this is out. Here's all the sequences from the movie. And you're like, oh, okay. I saw the sequence where she's just like, what wish do you want? And the main girl's like, I don't want anything. I just want to live. Oh, you've, but you've killed all oh, these the people. Ending. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to live. You're going to have to live with it. You're going to have to live with the lament configuration. And you're like, oh, she said it. She said, oh, the, she said, the, thing. She said the thing. She said the thing. <laughs> nice right in there. Yeah. But yeah, it's one I'd watch again. Like I got no qualms with watching this one that's again. And I, I, want one another, I want another one. I want to see. Yeah. I'm watching Judgment yeah. again. That's for sure. <laughs> Next thing I want to bring up is the Lord of the Rings: The Rings of Power. <laughs> I'm sure pretty much everyone knows about this show. It needs no explanation. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say right now, sleep. <laughs> it was walk, walk drop. Oh boring. <laughs> boring for the most part. Awful writing. The, the version of Lord of the Rings that Randall does in Clerks 2 is better than the Rings of Power. (laughs) The walk. Awful pacing. It was literally a desecration of the lore. It's pretty damn abysmal. Except it looks fantastic at times and it sounds amazing too. Shit, the amount of fucking money they threw at it, right? Exactly. But just because a hooker's hot but she's dumb doesn't mean you should still sleep with her. Well, that is her job. Yeah, but you can... You're fucking with the economy now. (laughs) I think some of the sets looked at times fantastic and at other times dreadful absolutely dreadful the battle scenes were okay but the scale that they were trying to portray was so minimal i was like i'm trying to get a sense of this epicness with this skirmish and it doesn't <laughs> relate it's the, the it's such a disconnect highlight of the show was uh Ewain arthur who i'd never seen or heard of before who plays prince Durin the fourth He's the, the dwarf character. Yeah, yeah, man. He he's was fine, so good. good. Yeah. He actually even elevated the wooden performance of uh, the guy playing Elrond. I think he watched um, Hugo Weaving in The Matrix rather than... And then him in Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. <laughs> he if he'd watched... have called him Mr. Anderson, I'd have been like, this track. He should have watched Priscilla, <laughs> Queen of the Desert. Right? Yeah. Fuck. Uh, so, yeah, the show looks great. <laughs> oh but God. for me, it's <laughs> just surface level. Four out of ten. 
I don't know why people were so excited about fucking show. It's well, come like, on, dude. It's not over. I wanted it to be good. No, yeah. I no, tuned in no, like, I'm here sorry. we go. Balrogs no, and dragons and it's, Sauron it's and the wizards same and orcs. I, it's the same problem I've got with Andor, and it's the same problem I have with Solo. All of the main characters they got in there are are just going to get into really bad situations What's the what's the main elf woman? Is Gladriel? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Gladriel. She's in what eight episodes? She gets into a bunch of fights. I really hope I really hope she doesn't die at any point and isn't able to fucking have that conversation with fucking Elijah Wood in the middle of the forest. Years later. You I've know, had this oh. conversation a hundred times with you. Yeah, yeah, I know. It and doesn't I, and matter. I, no, it doesn't. <laughs> as long as it the story ma- is strong, it doesn't matter to you. But this, it, it, it you Wikipedia before you watch it anyway. It does to me. <laughs> Because I know I didn't wiki uh, rings of power because I was just like, what's the point? Sauron makes these rings, gives them to a bunch of people. What do the rings do? Oh. They they corrupt the, the men. They corrupt the men and turn them into the fucking nine riders, right? What did the rings do to the dwarves? You think they would have done by now in like what, eight what hours? Did the, what did the rings do to the dwarves? It made them greedy. And mm-hmm. made them... Right. What did the rings do to the elves? Uh, just made them fashionable, I think. Right, and that's <laughs> it. So, elves, man, and... and just upscaled their right. bling. So, the point is about corrupting yeah. them. So, it's so, fucking yeah, so dark we already, it is, So yeah, we yeah, already yeah. know yeah. it's going to turn them dark. And yeah, okay, the writing's not very good. But it's only, still only season one. If anything, you you need at least six seasons. So well, at the pace they're going, they're going to need a hundred seasons. Two's already going, right? Already, yeah, they're already in production. But, yeah, at the same time, I mean, it's just as bad as Game of Thrones. Do you so. know? Do you know what the budget was for it, though? Yeah, well, I know that they paid a billion just to yeah. acquire oh, the, Amazon, the rights. Man. So Amazon. I, I imagine Fuck, it's several dude, like, million it's per hundreds episode, of hundreds of millions. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if those actors weren't allowed to piss on set either, because it would cost them money. <laughs> you know, they had to work. You can't avoid portaloos. I suggest you figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, you mentioned Game of Thrones, and uh, Game of Thrones, uh, the prequel series, has been utterly fantastic. No, I've heard Some it's been amazing, amazing performances, yeah. like Potty Can, uh, Paddy Can, well, say his name right. Potty Constantine, Constantine has been fantastic. Uh, Matt Smith, who who I really liked in The Crown, was really good in this. Great effects, great storytelling, great characters, still suspense only, build up. It's still only solid. season one. It's got a. It's got a. It looks finish. like three seasons uh, and and to be done with the story, which and perfect. They're all gonna die anyway because Daenerys has to well, become yeah, the last. Well, because it's it's set a thousand years before it. Daenerys has to become the no, last. No, I assume one. everyone dies in it anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's a thousand years ago, so of course they're all dead. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. it. But Daenerys. Oh, so there's to, no point watching but, it then. But Daenerys has to become the last <laughs> one and has to I'll come just back watch, for still, her I'll just watch the last episode of Game of Thrones. bad news. I don't need to watch any of it because it doesn't matter. If you rewatch Terminator 2, I've got some bad news for you. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I want to talk about Pearl. It just came out. Oh, yeah. This is horror. the backstory. You have another backstory. Another backstory to X. Yeah. <laughs> On how Pearl became the person she was. Oh, the prequel to X. I haven't watched now, any of these and I really do want to watch them. I thought oh, X why? was perfectly fine as a nostalgia fest, you know, of like 1970s slasher and film. And I was very surprised the prequel came so fast. Well, they it's actually filmed it years. right They filmed it right away. Like, uh, like I was going to say, yeah, it did. It, it, yeah. It, it, Come out really fast. Like it? X has only been out for a year or two, and Literally. then Pearl's like, yeah, bang, they, they, and then we've got a third one in production already. As they well. do, yeah, which is moving on, yeah. But um, I was blown away by Mia Goth this time around. I thought she was okay in X, but in Pearl, she was absolutely outstanding. Um, it's the superior film of the two. Uh, we watch Pearl become more twisted and broken as the film plays out, and I, I only advise you watch this film just for her performance. Probably the best performance I've seen in a film this year. 
uh, comes from from Mia Goth. <laughs> Matt Sainz, because yeah. he saw Halloween ends. <laughs> so yeah, she was yeah, great. So low bar. <laughs> <laughs> the film also reminded me a lot of May, uh, the Lucky McGee film from 2002. Uh, uh, I'm giving Pearl a seven out of ten. Uh, really blown away by the performance. Uh, it's not as you know, it's not a kill-heavy movie, um, but it, it gets into the psychology of the character. There's some pretty gruesome visuals as well. Spoilers: She lives to X. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, really enjoyed that. Uh, Chucky season two is well underway. Yeah. After his plan to invade America's children's hospital no, was foiled, oh, the good, demon man. doll now seeks revenge on those he holds responsible including his ex-girlfriend, Tiffany. Great start to season two. Every episode's had its highs and its lows, mm. uh, but the body count keeps on rising. And also, just to say, the show is doing incredibly successfully well with over 5 million views across all of its platforms that, it, that it's showing on. Awesome. Uh, I'm giving it a 7 out of 10 for, the, for season two so far. Excuse me. Let's talk about it. Right, <laughs> you it, start. I want to hear you two Halloween first, ends. Because I did mine last night. I'm ready to go. Okay, I'll, I'll give you mine first. I'll give you my review first. The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode comes to a spine-chilling climax in the final installment of climax. this trilogy. Now, I was with this film to a certain point. I, and I was interested in the new angle, the Corey Cunningham story. It reminded me of Christine... The Stephen King story. Um, now, I hated the dynamic of the Strode family after kills to see Allison and Laurie so at odds. <laughs> you know, it felt so strange and it felt really forced considering their relationship in the previous two films. Yeah. Uh, the OG callbacks that they did in this film were hilarious. Andy and I cracked up in the cinema fucking when they did hell. the Corey hiding behind the bush oh, like God. Michael. Oh, and we were just what? like, oh yeah. It was as if it was put in there to remind you you're watching a Halloween oh, yeah, film. yeah. Uh, this film is not an ending to a trilogy. This film... Remember when he stood in the bush? Remember? 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 It, this film actually felt like two scripts that were Jammed put into a meat grinder together and all the pieces put back together. Uh, they wasted Michael. They wasted Laurie. Allison didn't get enough time to show her character switch heel. Uh, oh, you know, And overall, I just thought the tone of the film sucked. Not as much as kills, though. Halloween yeah. 2018 was decent, and it would have been a damn near great Halloween movie if they just actually killed Michael in that film instead of wasting our time with these two they pointless did, I, sequels. I yeah, they didn't need to I kill him. They just needed to do the same ending as John Carpenter had done in 78 and just leave it ambiguous. Make I, you oh, you could have... That, that ending of him just staring at her yeah. at the fire and done. That would have been fine, breathing, Yeah, that would have been fine. I that. think the new one has some graphic kills, some gory kills, and the music by Carpenter is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> right. I've got to admit... Five out of ten. Spoilers to a point, but when he kills the DJ, me and you did give a like... Like big problems that I had with the movie, apart from everything you just said and everything you're about to say as well, no doubt. No, because you know, I agree. Is what really fucked me off was the um, Laurie fucking going from I've been obsessed with killing this motherfucker for 40 years whatever it is now yeah? it's 44 yeah 44 yeah indeed um, you know he, he fucking came back I was like ready for him I was stacked up with like guns and traps and everything like that yeah yeah failed he fucking come back now he's killed my daughter we yeah. don't know he's dead he's just fucked off so he's still out there yeah and I'm like I'm just going to be a homemaker just from now chill. on. And <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to be my character from fucking True Lies or something. Yeah. I, don't know. And yeah, like, yeah. I was like, that makes no sense. I said to you, it reminded me of like the big 
the big problem I had in Dark Knight Rises from Dark Knight where it's sort of like, so you're telling me that fucking Batman's girlfriend died, you know, and like fucking was killed by the people that he's trying to stop and yeah. that put him into retirement? It's like, mm. no, that fucking doubles your fucking resolve, surely. Do you yeah. know what I mean? What a fucking weird U-turn to take for almost no reason. Yeah. For that fucking character. Oh. And for those of you listening into the podcast, we had some technical issues here, uh, but hopefully you didn't miss too much of the conversation about Halloween kills. Basically, you missed the end, even at 10 out of 10. (laughs) Right? No, no, no. No, No, no. sorry, we'll move on. Because it was stupid. The whole film was fucking (laughs) stupid. Like, kills was fucking bad. Kills was bad. But ends was just fucking stupid. And here list here's a list of some of the stupid things I put down because I couldn't believe that they even considered this would be a good thing to put into a Halloween movie. You should never ever laugh at a horror movie. If you're laughing at a horror movie, the horror movie's lost you. If you're mm. laughing especially if you're laughing too much, first off, four years in a sewer. Michael Myers spends four years in a fucking sewer. Doing nothing. 40 years! 44 <laughs> years! 44 years! I, I would have liked if he, if Jamie had confronted him or Laurie had confronted him at the beginning of the movie and she had wounded him and he'd fallen down to the sewer and the, they'd lost the body. But the cops, the cops are fucking, abs- the cops are so bad in this. The one fucking cop that we are technically introduced to is a bit of a fucking lecherous asshole to Alison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Laurie rubbing her tits in Fear's face. She just looks right at the camera and tells you to rub your, rub your face, uh, rub Fear in her tits. They and got I'm a like, good laugh out of the cinema. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Laurie. Yeah, Jesus I've looked Christ, for the website Jamie, everywhere. Like, you can't apply to do that. I'm no. really fucking <laughs> There's a disco sequence where if you have any form of light or heavy epilepsy, never, ever, ever watch Halloween Ends because there's a disco sequence which will fucking kill my eyes were hurting. I had to look away and I looked back and it was still fucking going. And I'm like, this is impossible. How could they even? And then the scene just gets even worse after that. I, I'm saving it for the review though. Grand Theft Halloween. <laughs> Grand Theft Halloween. You, you, just, you just keep getting this fucking radio host who does get a kind of cool death in the movie, but. It's just absolutely stupid about why he just keeps popping up and just talking over all the other audio, building up. Oh, four years of Haddonfield. People have been going around. Are they killing each other or is it Michael? <laughs> well, it's obviously not Michael. He's fucking living in a sewer. He doesn't know that. Everyone is Michael. No, everyone is not Michael. I've hated this concept ever since somebody even tried to write it down. Michael Myers' main core was that he was just an evil fucking son of a bitch who was out on a killing spree. Now he was either killing fucking babysitters because he likes killing babysitters or he was trying to kill his sister after he'd killed his sister in 1978. Making everybody else Michael, especially fucking Corey. Corey and Laurie. Who wrote that down? Who went, oh man, we need uh, somebody to go up against Laurie Strode. I'm trying to think of a name. Steve? Nah. Ben? Nah. Corey? Yeah. That works. We're going to give this guy who accidentally kills two people and then decides that he's just going to start killing more people. But he doesn't until he decides to grab Michael's mask. And now he's Michael? Why doesn't he get his own fucking mask? He does. He's got the scarecrow one. So so did you enjoy it? Not not telling Alison. 
You, you build up this whole relationship like Corey and Allison are supposed to get together and every time he meets her, all you'd have to say is, hey, Allison, I've got the location of the guy who killed both your parents, most of your friends and your mum, but I'm not going to. And then I'm going to get upset at the end when I get stopped because she might think I'm a bad guy. Because you're a... F Evil die, Snide. That was quite nice. It did. <laughs> and then the whole stuff in the supermarket between the cop, what's his name, from fucking Armageddon and Jamie Lee Curtis. Like I said, you could tell Jamie Lee Curtis owned her scene. And the cop from he, Armageddon. Because the cop, the cop stands there and basically goes, in the first he's, film. he's living on his meteorite <laughs> fucking retirement. The cop. Just fucking hanging out. The cop looks at Laurie and goes, growing flowers. Well, thank you for this. I'm like, what? Thank you for bringing you back because you had nothing else going on. And then they have that moment where they go outside and the woman goes, how does it feel? Huh? How does it feel that my sister, she can't even eat anymore and she had to watch her husband die and Laurie's like, I'm so sorry. It's like, this isn't her fault. Michael was, it, Michael was just on a killing spree from what I gather from the first two movies. It's absolutely stupid. It was such a fucking waste. What would but, you give it out of 10, Ian? But... And this is the weird thing, because as I get older, everything kind of contradicts each other. You have to watch it. If you have seen Kills, you have to watch Ends. I think Simply, you, do. you do. No, you do. Why? Because the ending of Kills builds it like, oh, it's going to be some great finale. And it, <laughs> Does it? <laughs> and, and that's the point. It isn't. So you have to end it. The same reason why we went and watched H2O. Do you remember when H2O came out in 1998? Mm. I had an actual friend who came up to me saying, oh, the rumours are that Michael's dead and he's taking over water because Halloween H2O. So we rushed to watch it. I was saying to Andy in the car, Gary, do you remember how, how Halloween H2O starts? No. Right, right, right. I'll, I'll remind you, right? It follows on from Halloween 2. Yeah. yeah, so Michael has walked out of that fire and he's on fire and he's burning on the floor, right? Yeah. And then Halloween H2O, and you can literally ignore the rest and jump straight to Halloween H2O, but it makes no sense because literally Michael just turns up at this woman's house, <laughs> murders her and fucking Robin, and goes, oh, I know where Laurie lives now. Where the fuck did he get his mask from? Where the fuck's he been for fucking 20 years? Standing in the you, sewer somewhere. You know how, like, because like I said, he was on fire, yeah? So what must have saved his life? H2O! No, because you watch him burn. You watch <laughs> Halloween 1 and 2. Oh, seriously, trying to make sense. Life. Life. 78 and 81 are, gave him resurrection. are the superior movies in this whole entire franchise. And I think that's... that's it's, it's credit to Halloween 1, 1978, because such a tiny, small, independent movie has done so well for 44 years... To the point where people are still going now. People are like, like, we, we can branch this off into a new story. People are already yeah, saying yeah, yeah. now after Ends has come out, oh wow, I can't wait for the reboot. <laughs> the, the next reboot. Yeah, but that's how much of a legacy Halloween 1978 has. Oh, of course, yeah, absolutely. So. Make it stop. <laughs> it was stupid. It was yeah, so, stupid. so it's kind of like, you don't know what you've done. So <laughs> it was too powerful and you unleashed it onto the world. <laughs> it's so stupid, I have to buy it on DVD. <laughs> i got one more thing that I'd like to talk about before moving on to the news. I yeah. have a mini review for you for Terrifier 2. Oh, I can't oh, wait to watch this movie. Oh. I watched this one last night. Really? Oh, After being... So, small spoilers for you. I wicked it. Art the Clown gets resurrected by a sinister entity 
and Art the Clown returns to the timid town of Miles County, where he targets a teenage girl and her young brother on Halloween night. <sighs> this was just as disturbing, twice as graphic, and even more hilarious than before. I could not stop laughing at the Looney Tunes violence. That being said, this might just be the gorest film I have ever seen. It didn't make me feel ill or or nauseous and all that hype yeah. that's been out there. I do, yeah, yeah. I do wonder how accurate that is. Right. Yeah. Because but all this like, pe- people are fainting and stuff is like, really? Like, I, yeah. I'd still say don't show this to grandma, you know? Mm. <laughs> I don't know, grandma can unless, probably... T- unless you want to put her over the edge. Unless she's into that <laughs> it's shit. 2022, <laughs> grandmas nowadays grew up in the 80s, man. Right. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, better production quality this time, some awesome effects, good characters and sequences, and of course, Art the Clown oh, was bloody brilliant. Fast becoming a horror icon with a defined look and a great performance by David Howard Thornton. Still giving this one a 6 out of 10. I can't wait watch it and with that we're going to move on to the news section and sadly of course we do like to honor those uh in the industry that have passed away yeah. and we're going to bring up robbie coltrane who oh, has passed away man. at the age of 72 legendary mm. stand-up comedian with many memorable roles including golden eye nuns on the run crawl flash run. gordon fucking love cracker and perhaps most famously most recently, as Hagrid in the Harry Potter series of films. Daniel Radcliffe paid tribute in a statement where he said, Robbie was one of the funniest people he's ever met, and he used to keep us laughing constantly as kids on the set. He's especially fond of memories of him keeping their spirits up on the Prisoner of Azkaban when we were all hiding from the torrential rain for hours in Hagrid's hut, and he was telling us stories and cracking jokes to keep morale up. I feel incredibly lucky that I got to meet and work with him and very sad that he's passed. He was an incredible actor and a lovely man. A very nice statement. I love that quote that um, Robbie Coltrane did for the behind the scenes of Harry Potter, which was Mm -hmm. out recently, which was something like, you know, um, in years to come, people will be able to relive and watch Harry Potter and Hagrid will be there. I sadly won't be, as yeah. in Robbie Coltrane, but at least Hagrid was there. And then he passed. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, man. Yeah, very sad, but absolute legend. Yeah. And another legend has passed away. Angela Lansbury has passed away at the age of 96. I, I, I mean this respectfully, but that bitch was old. <laughs> you know, yeah. she, like I was oh, when it said Angela Lansbury's passed away, I was like, really? I swear she did last year. <laughs> no, I, I think she was an icon, a dame, the nation's TV grandmother, and a legend. Yeah, she escaped London during the Blitz in World War Two. She studied in New York, moved to LA, and then was into the movies and TV for over seventy years. Uh, Angela will be remembered forever in the classic Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Love that movie. Mary Poppins, and of course, as Jessica Fletcher in Murder, She Wrote. Who the fuck was she in Mary Poppins? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was like, who the fuck? She weren't the wife, if that's what you're thinking, and I'm pretty sure she she was. not Mary Poppins. She she wasn't Mary Poppins. She She was in it, though, was she? She was not the pigeon Was she one of the suffragettes? You know, for the women's vote. I haven't sure. seen it in forever. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're living. Bedknobs and broomsticks, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Bedknobs and broomsticks, definitely. She was and definitely she, a murder. She and wrote. she was the teapot <laughs> in fucking Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, she oh. was. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Ted White was passed away at the same age, age uh. of ninety-six. 
uh, Jason Voorhees actor from Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Actor and stuntman who apparently doubled for everyone in the industry, from Lee Marvin, Clark Gable, to John Wayne and Kurt Russell in Escape from New York. Boy was built solid, wasn't he? He yeah. was, yeah. yeah. The, the harshest thing was, we dropped our uh, Friday the 13th Part 4 review, and then 24 hours later he passed away. Yeah, yeah devastating. Like, Fuck's sake, no, Don't post any more reviews of people we like. <laughs> Man, we did it with Harold <laughs> Ramis. We, I think we killed Harold Ramis. <laughs> it was you. So the next item on the news is that there is actually a new Planet of the Apes film going ahead in this franchise. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, this one's going to be called Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, Josh Friedman, uh, who just recently had success with Prey, is going to be uh, joining the previous trilogy of writers this time around. The only plot detail this time um, is that uh, it's going to be many years after Caesar. So pretty much after after the other films. This one's going to be out late 2024. I still haven't seen War. They're good, man. It's a good trilogy. Yeah, I well, rewatched them but that's recently. why I kind of ended it because, like, I love the Planet of the Apes series. I particularly like the classics. The Mark Wahlberg one, I can give or take, depending on what kind of mood uh, I'm in. One yeah. of the worst ever. <laughs> well, no, no, I think the, I, I honestly like I love Andy Serkis, but the whole James Franco one, and then in, into the, you know, the the humans against the apes and him fighting against what's his face, the um, Kobe. Yeah, I, I just thought that was a bit of a drag out, and I haven't gotten around to watching War yet because I'm like, I kind of don't like where this story's going. I'm, much, I think I'm just so much in love with the time travel, Charlton Heston, the spaceship, mm. you know, just this continuous loop of what the Planet of the Apes really is. Where, yeah, these films, I think they're outstanding additions to it. I, they've not taken anything away from the originals. I love the originals. Love the the TV series. Yeah, but where's uh, this one going? Where oh, because it's oh. a prequel, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> it's all building up to how the apes became the civilization yeah. that yeah. Charles Heston lands in. You, yeah, but this series isn't oh. connected to that, is it? It is. Well, yeah. Well, because we haven't had a space shuttle. Yeah, yet. it is. In the first movie, they the shuttle launches that Charles yeah. Heston's actually on, which I thought was an awesome little background thing. That well, that, that's it. But it's I. I I didn't even hear that because it's such a background thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, but that was the, the them acknowledging the timeline. Yeah, it's a more of a focus on here are the apes. Yeah. Here's us creating this thing. You know, because well, in the original series, the ape comes. The apes come back. That's what starts the loop. Is that Charlton Heston goes forward in the apes, or it come starts back. a new loop <laughs> in this one. In this, time travel paradoxes. In, in this one, it starts because James Franco's making a fucking dementia-free drug. Hmm. Okay, so once Charlton Heston lands, where's the loop? Are these apes going to find a shuttle and go, oh, we got to go back in time and give James Franco the cure to fucking... No, that's just, cure it's dementia. just showing where it started. It's all going to yeah. start from something, is not it? So, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I should watch the Woody Harrelson one. It's really yeah. good. <laughs> now, here's some pretty big news. There's something that has been pretty quiet mm. for almost a decade. Okay. New Silent Hill. Oh, uh, yeah. Konami revealed... Uh, a Silent Hill 2 remake, a Silent Hill Townfall, yeah. a Silent Hill F, yeah. a Silent Hill Ascension, and Return to Silent Hill. After years of speculation and after months of rumours and leaks, we're getting a lot of Silent Hill. So apparently for the last few years while we've been waiting, they've just been doing nothing but make Silent Hill games, apparently. I don't, I don't know how far into development they are with a lot of these projects, Chain but machines, mate. the remake one seems to be 
the one that's now at least available to pre-order already. Mm. Now, that, that also being the main headline uh, for the show was Silent Hill 2 Remake. Uh, they also announced that Bloober Team will be working with Masahiro Ito and composer Akira Yamioka of Team Silent Hill fame. Um, if you're a fan of survival horror games, if you're a fan of the franchise, there is something here to get excited about. Absolutely. And I'm really hopeful for what's to come. I've I got a bad feeling about this drop. Well, it's Konami, so, you know, well, this, <laughs> let's, uh, well, let's just it. see. Yeah. Uh, at least, at least no, it's, no, it's no. still exciting it's, to it, have... It's exciting, but I think the excitement is there for purely the nostalgia, which is going to be the issue. So, so like, go back after Silent Hill 3 and 4, yeah? What did we get? We had Origins, we had well, Shattered Memories, we had Homecoming, memories, and, downpour. We had Homecoming and we had Downpour. And every and time... And Book of Memes. And every time... Mm. Every time it was, oh, there's a new Silent Hill game coming out, and it just wasn't great. So then, like Andy said, they've they've just they stopped, and they were making money. So they made remasters, which were bad. Yep. The only good one was the Metal Gear one, but that was because Kojima was kind of in behind it. Mm. They're making more money from their pachinko machines, which nowadays I don't think even people are even bothering. So they've all. It feels like they've gone. We need to get back into making games because that's where the money is. And it's like, yes, we've been telling you that for fucking 15 years, you dumbasses. Right, well, what what Silent Hill games do they like? We won't remaster the first one. We're going to remaster Silent Hill 2 because everybody loves that one. And it's like... Because Pyramid Head. The first, yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the first one was so good because it was technically still Silent Hill 1, but the story was darker. Now look at Silent Hill F, the one with the flowers... That's the mobile one you were saying, right? Yeah. A mobile Silent Hill game. Did you see the visuals, though? And yeah. the artwork and the concept art for it is what? outstanding I... and solely unique wait, wait, and refreshing wait, wait. Yeah, for yeah, this yeah, franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what phones is it going to be on? I don't is know. Gonna... I'm, not, I'm not interested that's, in mobile that's, phone that's, games. That, exactly, but that's the, more, that's the more information that you need, not, not the visuals. What I'm seeing is made. creativity and artistry, and that's what makes me go, ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, it's, I, I know it gets hey, exciting. Look, plus, look at how many games are releasing. One of them's got to be good. Well, <laughs> there's... Surely. Yeah, well, come on. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah, and everybody will well, hope... It'll probably be the Silent Hill 2 remake, but Everybody still. <laughs> will hope it'll be the remaster, but... Remake. It's not a remaster, oh, oh, it is a remake. remake. Yeah. But, but it's PS5 and PC, yeah? Yeah. What if, and knock on wood, I'm hoping it's not, but what happens if it does build up... You don't really see a lot until it drops, and then when it drops, it's buggy as fuck. Well, then we accept it. That's like, every something that's everything Konami's that's, that's, released lately. Yeah. Evil Dead wasn't buggy <laughs> as fuck when it dropped. I'm just saying, mate. It's a, it's a risk that you fucking assume yeah. with most games. It's, yeah. isn't it? it's a it's a risk that game company developers don't want to take. Konami. And they, I mean, I'll say every Bluebird team game I've played on release has worked. Konami so. are outsourcing. <laughs> Konami are outsourcing it. They they've been outsourcing Silent Hill since the fourth yeah, one. Yeah, so and it's no yeah. surprise. And there. it's not paid off. But, uh, like I said, I've, my fingers are crossed, but I'm I'm worried. Like Townfall. Uh, like if anything, right? Even if the game is diabolically awful, we're getting new music by the composer of Silent Hill. <laughs> that in of itself is gonna be worth something. Yeah, we're yeah, five minutes on YouTube. Time. Um, but the thing that I also really want to talk about, as being a movie channel more than yeah. anything, yeah. is that Christoph Gans will be returning to make his Silent Hill 2. Uh, obviously, his first film was 2006, it's and really his good. new film will be Return to Silent Hill. No planned release date yet, but Gans says that this Return to Silent Hill will adapt the second game. So we're getting the Silent Hill 2 remake, and we're getting the Silent Hill 2 movie. 
Um, he said, in his words, it's the best of the of these stories about a guy coming to Silent Hill, or back to Silent Hill, where he has known a great love. Uh, what he's going to find is a pure nightmare. Um, producer Samuel Hadida likens it to the myth of Orpheus, whether a, a man can go deep into hell to bring back the soul of the person he loved the most in his life. Um, yeah, it's a very gripping story. A, a lot of people in, in the fandom will probably say Silent Hill 2 is their, is their favourite in the franchise. Um, and so I just hope they don't overburden us with Silent Hill 2 too much with the remake and a movie. It's a That seems a bit too much. I would rather Christoph Gans make an original story in Silent Hill, but you know, I'll be interested to see Maybe the film's for now two adaptations the of the original. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. Well, next bit of piece of news for you is that Heather Langenkamp, I mean, it's just a bit of hearsay, really, but she wants to fight Freddy one more time <laughs> in another legacy sequel. She said, gosh, I'd love to see a future in that. I've been watching the Halloween saga that's mm, been out, and I love like, watching right? Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. get to play that part. She was Langenkamp in Hellraiser. She was in a Hellraiser movie. You know... This age, where I think we have so much to give to those storylines, but yeah, I wish I was in control of that. But unfortunately, it's one of those Hollywood, very complicated things. Yeah, how much does she want to be paid? Well, I mean, well, she's, she's working. She's, she's working, working, yeah. She's, she's working series. with a great director on Netflix yeah. right now. So, uh, yeah. Okay, we're moving into the quickfire news here. Uh, Colin Trevorrow mentions that there is more to come in the Jurassic Park World franchise, oh despite the marketing saying that it was the epic conclusion to a trilogy. Uh, uh, but he said the only way for the studio to keep making more of these movies was for him to put dinosaurs everywhere, so they didn't have to keep finding ways to go back to another island filled with dinos. So for him, it was mission accomplished. Now Universal can make a hundred more movies. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I haven't seen the new Locust one. No, I haven't seen, I haven't seen, seen it. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I want a film about dinosaurs. I don't want a dino a film with dinosaurs are just in it. Land Before Time. <laughs> there you go. That's a movie about dinosaurs. Next bit of film news: New Cloverfield film is moving forward with Babak and Vari, who just recently had some success with I Came By on Netflix. Uh, no plot details or any confirmation of where this might fit in with the other films in the anthology I came universe. By. Uh, but uh, the other films were actually separate scripts before they were merged into this Cloverfield franchise. J.J. Yeah. Uh, Abrams is also expecting to be overseeing this one. It's Cloverfield, mate. When you like no plot details, that's like what he's got. Right, yes. Just another mystery box. What's in the box? Yeah. Uh, the Northman director, Robert Eggers, has cast Bill Skarsgård and Lily Rose Depp in his next film, which is going to be an updated remake of Nosferatu. Nice. A project that Eggers has been wanting to make even before North he made the witch uh, so yeah really looking forward to this one twister sequel is in the works with steven spielberg what? signing off on a script which he apparently loves with universal studios and warner brothers now co-financing the project too. it was going to be a reboot but now it looks to be following the daughter of bill paxton and helen hunt's characters from the original film there is a part in the script written for hunt but she hasn't confirmed to casting yet the film will be called Twisters. I see what they did there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first one was on actually today. I caught some of it before it came out. Oh, good. nice. <laughs> <laughs> good film. Bill Paxton is fucking amazing, yeah, man. He's yeah. a fucking legend. I love that film. Yeah. Harrison Ford is joining the MCU as Thaddeus what? Thunderbolt Ross. What happened to Sam Elliott? Should have been Sam Elliott. Yeah, why did they drop fucking what's his face from being Thunderbolt? 
Well, the William, other actor just died. He, he just died. passed away. William yeah. Hurt. yeah, yeah, William Hurt. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so Sam, yeah, he's, he's taking on the role after William Hurt's passed, and his first appearance will likely be Captain America: New World Order in May of next year, 2024. Nice. Liam Neeson has been cast to star in a Naked Gun reboot, a project that's been in limbo <laughs> for years and years. Wait, now, according Liam to Deadline, Neeson. Liam <laughs> Neeson will not be playing Frank, but he will still be playing a Drebin. His son. Liam Neeson is playing Drebin's son. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> that movie's... Oh, fuck. Take, fuck, take, take fuck my money. everything else on there. That, oh, my God. You know, I, I, what was it? Donald was watching Ted 2 the other day where Liam Neeson comes up to the counter and he's got the tricks yeah. right. in the cereal and he's talking to Ted like... He's like... If I if I take these, there'll be no trouble. But he's yeah, no. What the fuck? And I was pissing myself. I was like, Dude, Liam Neeson's <laughs> funny. Supposed, that is yeah. nuts. Take the, the fucking elephant. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> Dark man. Dark Great. Man. Yes. The Conjuring Four is officially moving ahead boo, with boo. all returning filmmaking crew. Uh, the Nun Two is also currently uh, underway. Guess I don't really care for the Nun films, but I'm the main interest. entry Conjuring films <laughs> are, are really good. So very excited to see the next one. Plot really? details about this one: we don't know what the case file is going to be. I'm hoping for the Amityville horror. Give me the Amityville horror. Conjuring Four, Amityville. Man, Come on. You want Come to? Oh, so fuck! Fuck! How do fucking people find that entertainment in the Conjuring shit? It's like. So it's highly entertaining. I slept on it? it for too long and yes, I'm really enjoying the be, unit. Because I've... all of it all of it has no real basis or actual factual fucking proof so? and if it well, hear me so? out. Hear me out. Fair man, we're about just, to go through a lot of yeah, movies they're all not based, based in reality. reality. Yeah, no no no. Those aren't based in reality because those are fictional characters, right? Conjuring is based on real people investigating what are supposed to be real mysteries. And like you just said, yeah. you want yeah, them it's to dramatized. You, you want them to go to Amityville and just fake up what didn't happen. Yeah, so? <laughs> That's entertaining. Yeah, it is. I love the Amityville story. I'd like, And I also then, love the documentaries on the reality of it and I also love the fantasy of it. Uh, it's like the ultimate yeah. haunted house. It's, it's iconic. They're, they're basically just going to go, right, let's go to Amityville, dressed as nuns with that doll and see what happens. I also love the actors that are playing Nothing. playing the, these roles. I, I think they're fantastic. Um, so yeah, I could easily watch 10 movies with these two. In fairness, mate, you watched five Sharknado movies. I'm not questioning you. Oh, actually, I stopped after three. <laughs> but I watched trailers for the others. <laughs> Frank, Frank Drebin's son. <laughs> <laughs> now, this one's just a slither of news, but uh, the producer of the Resident Evil 4 remake was asked about a Resident Evil Code Veronica remake, and he said, maybe. <laughs> if the if that's the, not a yes it's not a yes it's a maybe if, but at least they're aware if the new games do well and the DLC sells and everybody wants to play Resident Evil 7 and 8 all over again right well I mean like they're running out of games Capcom Resident Evil games to remake so <laughs> yeah uh, Brendan Fraser has said that he's open to do another mummy film yes! especially now uh, that the forgotten Fuck dark yes. universe is totally forgotten I have, I have a question Right, while mm-hmm. we're on the subject of Brendan Fraser, what do you guys think of Bedazzled? Not a lot. I can't really remember much right. about that movie. Go back and watch it. Like when Bedazzled first came out, because I really like the original with Peter Sellers and fucking mm-hmm. um, Arthur on the Rocks. Right, 
But when Brendan Fraser one came out, I was like, well, I kind of really like Brendan Fraser, you know, California man, fucking airheads. And I watched it and him and Elizabeth Hurley had me in stitches and everyone said it was shit. It's killed his career. So now he's got this resurgence where everyone's like, oh man, he was so good in the mummy films. I'm like, bedazzled boys, go back and watch bedazzled. He's funny as fucking <laughs> it. And him and Elizabeth Hurley just, they own the whole movie. I think it's a, cl- I think it's an underrated classic. Nice. Yeah, that I may mean, I love Brendan Fraser. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah, give me a mummy for do it, make it happen. <laughs> All right, last bit of film news is John Carpenter Ooh. is still talking about making a Dead Space film. Come on, universe, make it happen. Yeah. And while he was being interviewed by the AV Club, John said of Dead Space that it would make a real great movie. I could do that was his words. Asked which was his entry, favourite entry in the series, Carpenter said that any of them were good. Uh, he said he even liked the last one, the action one that nobody else liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and years before, he said he would love to make Dead Space into a movie. And he said, I'll tell you right now, that one is ready-made. See, now that's promising as well, the fact that he's like, you don't need to fuck with it. Exactly. No, it's yeah. there. It's all there. Kn- it's all kn- there. He knows. Yeah. He knows. Um, but I just don't think it'll... I don't think it'll ever materialise, but if we will it enough into existence, well, maybe. we say that, <laughs> but he's been getting a lot of attention recently. Like, people have been jumping on him for Halloween. They've been going to his shows with music. Like, so if he wanted to, he could probably... All he'd have to do is get the uh, get the access to the rights, and he could do it independently, because he's that good of a director. Maybe, maybe he's going to need some budget though. He's going to need some budget. He, he doesn't need a and budget, and that's the worry. That's he, the scary he thing. He needs a set, a camera. Yeah, but that's where the budget's going to go. Needs to go in that set. Yeah, yeah, but you know how well he can make a. He can oh, yeah. decorate a set, minimalist. Wait, no, he knows how to capture it and put it on screen, but it needs to be built. I don't want to see a CGI dead space set. No. Too much money means too much studio involvement. Yeah, I know, which is why it's highly unlikely. Yeah. But that's why yeah. I still want to will it. Uh, on to the trailers. We've got three trailers here for you. First one I want to bring up is Creed 3. No Rocky this time and, and no Stallone behind the scenes either. This time, Adonis Creed faces someone from his past, Jonathan Majors, played by Damian Anderson. Uh, sorry, Jonathan Majors playing Damian Anderson. Sorry. And it, I think it looks great. It's coming out on the 3rd of March 2024. Uh, interestingly, this one's also being directed by Michael B. Jordan, uh, as well as playing the, the lead role. Trailer looks great. Yes. Seriously? Yeah. You gotta wait that fucking long for yeah, it? Yeah, that's like, oh, I'm pretty sure. Even pop out the or maybe here? it's 2023. You know, <laughs> maybe I mistyped. I'm re- Sorry. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm really hoping that they work well together on set because I'd hate for it to be a rocky production. <laughs> and, and that's why the internet died. <laughs> oh, <no>. <clears throat> yeah, boy. <laughs> Next trailer I want to bring up is Megan. This is a James Wan produced film being directed by Gerard Johnston, uh, who Ian and I reviewed his movie Housebound a while mm, back. Yes. Uh, this one's coming out in January 2023. It's about a robotics engineer uh, at a toy company builds a, a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own. That's original. Evil Bicentennial, man. Right. <laughs> Now, the trailer sets up this little girl who's had trouble dealing with life after her parents have died, so her foster mother buys her this 
robotic doll that is there to protect her. Because she can't be asked to do no fucking parenting. Because <laughs> she can't, right. And, uh, and yeah, and the doll looks like it starts going on a murderous rampage in overprotective mode. Now, I, I, I literally looked at the, the doll's freakish movements and went, okay, I can see where you've gone from malignant and gone, ooh, that, when that creature moved, it looked mm, weird it and looked strange. Weird and funny, so they went, yeah. hmm, let's apply that to a doll yeah. and give it that weird, uncanny valley face. Um, so yeah, it looks weird. It looks awful, but it also looks like a lot of fun. The end of that trailer took me completely out of it. Yeah. What? <laughs> I can't wait. The Layer final trailer. A story about a Royal Air Force pilot, Lieutenant Kate Sinclair. She's shot down over Afghanistan and she finds refuge in an abandoned underground bunker where <laughs> deadly man-made biological weapons, half human, half alien, are awakened. Now this might sound absolutely terrible. It's being directed by Neil Marshall of Dog Soldiers and Descent fame. Mm. And I also agree, the trailer gave away way too much. It's shown too much CGI awfulness. Uh, but at the same time, I was like, this still looks fun. This looks, lo this looks like a good, campy action film. Like The Descent with machine guns. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm curious. I'm curious to see uh, what this is like. This one's releasing very soon, actually. October 28th, this year. I'm down for this one, because I love Dog... We literally watched Dog Soldiers last week, me and Donna. Nice. And I'm pre preparing a rewatch of Descent. The Descent so. is, like, so good. Yeah, I love but I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure he did Doomsday as well, and that was... Yeah. I was the looking, one in Scotland. I, yeah, I yeah, was excited Scotland. for that, and then that was just fucking bad. I enjoyed the first half of Doomsday, but yeah, I agree, the second half was... Like they go past that gate, they're like... After the gate, oh, it falls apart. It was when they cook Sean Pertwee in, like, nine seconds. Yeah. It was like... Where the fuck? Where are those no, no, come you, from? That was amazing. I hope Sean Pertwee has a small part in the layer just get killed off. Do you know what's the, you know what the worst bit was? Oh, it's when they're bang. making their way to Scotland and they're like, oh yeah, we don't have any food, so we're eating each other. There's a fucking huge herd of cows. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a massive, huge herd of CGI It's cows. like, you chose to fucking do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of the first part of the podcast. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with our horror franchise tournament. Don't go anywhere. second part of the podcast where we are going to be having our horror tournament franchise knockout thing spectacular, spectacular. that's it yes <laughs> but first i just want to list some of the honorable spectacular that's it yes <laughs> but first i just want to list some of the honorable mentions some of the franchises that didn't quite get onto the list maybe should have paranormal activity <laughs> return of the living dead final destination predator the conjuring Candyman, Howling, The Amityville Horror, Creepshow, Insidious, Maniac Cop, Sharknado, Whoa. The Stephen King Shared Universe, Hammer Horror, and the wild card entry was The Mummy. That's the not a wild card entry. <laughs> Stand by that fucking trilogy. What? Was The Mummy. That's the not a wild card entry. Stand <laughs> by that fucking trilogy. What? The original comedy? No, Brendan the Brendan Fraser one. Yeah, the Brendan Fraser one. <laughs> I stand by it. That's no, a good they're horror trilogy. They're not horrors. Pretty fucking horrifying, dude. It's a mummy. It comes back from the dead. It's basically a zombie that makes a fashion The choice. Boris Karloff ones are more horror than the no, fucking I, I honestly, ones. The, the first, the first Karloff, 45 dude, minutes of the Brendan Fraser mummy is the perfect homage to the, the, the classic Universal Mummy I'm monster. I'm glad they're not All of the camera work, the effects, horrorish. the music. They are not horrors. Well, they're... 
They're not in the list. They're not in the list. They shouldn't even be in that fucking list. Well, they are. Deal with it. So I agree with you on that extent that it sets it up. It's real perfect. Great movies. No. I can yeah, literally great movies. Sharknado ones I can, lit- on there. I can literally fucking... stop what we're doing and watch The Mummy now. <laughs> yeah, That's you would not be watching a horror movie. Yeah, I would. <laughs> you can keep saying there's it. There's, it a fucking, ma- there's a whole sand it, make it right. thing. In the same way that you there's keep no, saying don't make you right. There's, there's a whole no, sand war thing. It's there's a whole, there's a whole thing called genre. You know, there's, there's these people genre, having all of their you know? juices. Yeah, so the guy gets his eyes pulled out of his face, and then the mummy looks back at him with his own Pressurized eyes. Pressurized salt acid. It's <laughs> <laughs> a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Man, I love Goosebumps. And I love what I'm surprised you didn't put World War Z on there. That's a fucking horror movie. It's not franchising. Stop being so difficult. I'm not being difficult. That's a fucking horror movie. It's not franchising. Stop being so difficult. I'm not being difficult. I'm working with two people who can't fucking understand genre. Okay. Take the thing out and put the mummy franchise. I'm going to now, yeah. I'll fucking go and get in my car and drive home. You can call your wife to come pick you up. Next fucking horror movie. We haven't even started yet. First up, we have the Exorcist horror franchise going toe-to-toe with Psycho. So, I'm just going to very quickly list off. The Exorcist has a couple of novels. Starting in 1971 with The Exorcist. 1983 saw Legion and then Exorcist The Beginning in 2004. It has several films, six films in its franchise, starting with The Exorcist in 1973. Technically five, but yeah. Exorcist 2 in 77, <laughs> Exorcist 3 in 1990, Exorcist The Beginning in 2004, Dominion, the prequel to The Exorcist in 2005. Then the, <laughs> we the have yeah, a new it. Exorcist trilogy going into production with David Gordon Green of the recent Halloween re-reboot well, trilogy. Well, that's fucked that series then. The Exorcist also has died tonight. <laughs> uh, a TV series that ran from 2016 to 2017. Psycho yeah. has a couple of uh, novels on. as well. First one being in 1959, and then there was also Psycho Two in '82. Written by Angela Lansbury. Psycho House in 1990, and Psycho 82. Sanitarium in 2016. There are. Uh, six movies in the Psycho franchise with the first one, 1960. Big gap then uh, between that one and Psycho 2, yeah. 83. Mm. Then in 86 for Psycho 3, and then 87 saw Bates Motel. Then we <laughs> had Psycho 4, the beginning in 1990, and then a remake of Psycho in 1998. Yeah. It also has a TV series that ran from 2013 to 2017 psycho also had a commodore 64 game some graphic novels uh which are very rare now Mm. Uh, and the hotel itself has appeared in so many homages so Mm. many references to it um that uh yeah the hotel itself is just as iconic maybe not as much as the amityville house but uh it's up there so exorcist versus psycho okay we can start with the exorcist yeah Sure, it can do, yeah. Go for Um, I I, I think uh, The Exorcist, the original Exorcist, is hits harder than Psycho. Um, I think it's because of the religious nature of it. Not that I'm a deeply religious person, but seeing Exorcist at a young age and hearing all the stigma around it definitely feels like that film has a horrific presence actually in the film print. Whereas Psycho is, of course, you know, famously, there are no monsters, but the human variety... And Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho 
and his performance uh, absolutely delivers that. And that spine tingling final look at the camera at the end um, is 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 right up there with the Exorcist's ending of the possession mm. being taken out of the girl, but being passed into a priest. You it's... know that psycho ending is really good because they use it at the end of every other psycho movie. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like... But yeah, they did yeah. it in number three. Yeah. Um, now the Exorcist sequels, I think, uh, are, are all mixed. Um, no, I sometimes think all... they're awful, and sometimes I quite enjoy them. I will say I enjoyed the Exorcist TV like series in 2016, um, but uh, I, I liked the the uh, the Exorcist film that has Brad Dourif in it. That's three. Uh, three. I think I thought his portrayal. I mean, he's just a legend, anyway. Um, but uh, for the Psycho movies, I was not a big fan of most of the sequels. I actually like the sequels that almost everyone else hates. I like the one where he's on the radio for the most part. Four. Uh, yeah. Number four. Yeah. yeah. I really like that I like one. Four. I like that one. I think that they, might be my favorite it should, one. It should have really? ended. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel vindicated. Honestly, no, I do. Because, yeah, I, <laughs> I like, I, as a departure, I was like, this is cool. You know, because you, you get a, a great, uh, well, sorry. I mean, I don't want to step over you. Yeah. All no, I was no, going to no, say you is, carry on. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, what yeah. I was going to say is, is, I think that because you had uh, Alfred Hitchcock directing Anthony Perkins in. Number one. Number one. And he delivers this amazing performance. In Psycho two and three he directed one of those i think i think two he directed uh, no I probably no number three but i he, can't remember the director for number two his, his performance good by three got quite over the top i thought and i thought that i was like you maybe you're the type of actor that needs a director to pull you back a little bit well and because in four he was obviously in it but only you know he's setting the stage isn't he and then it, it goes to another in, in, compar- yeah. in another comparison yeah. Yeah. in a way i was like i thought the balance sort of like came back into it because he was like on the route of going like Real fucking manic. Yeah, but I, I, for me, like Psycho's got the stronger story arc than Exorcist. For, for Exorcist, following through, I've got to agree with Ex- you. Ex- Exorcist starts really well with Reagan and the possession and investigating the whole supernatural stuff. And then, then the Heretic is the worst horror movie ever. Heretic <laughs> is like an Literally. acid trip, which yeah, it's great to get Linda Blair back again, but it yeah, what it, a fucking departure! It, it doesn't make yeah. sense, and it's not the book. Because but the 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 second book is is the um, Exorcist three. Yeah, it's and like if you watched fucking Lawnmower Man or something after, and they said this was the sequel <laughs> was, to yeah. fucking Exorcist. It's and, that fucking mental. And what ruins it for me is like Exorcist three. I do really like, I but it still Exorcist doesn't make 3. any sense. Because, oh, I think it does. No, it doesn't because you've got Brad Dorf in the basement who's Brad Dorf, but he's also the priest. He's also possessed and he's also sending the demon out to kill people and the demon's coming back well, no, to it, the hospital. It, it, it is the priest, isn't it? And then he becomes possessed by the spirit of... What's the name of the killer? What's he called? Was he well, Brad the Dorf's? Oh. No, no, no. Not like the, he fucking something killer, I can't remember. And takes the eyes and so. Right, right, right. But, but anyway, but yeah, right, but it's it a, kind so of it's a, like, yeah, but it's a murder investigation. In oh, it's like a detective like, noir. You're like, well, where's really this all it. come from? Where's why is the demon just hiding in this basement? If it's all so powerful, why is he just hiding in the basement? Four and five is complete bullshit because I stayed up one night to watch fucking the fourth movie and then thought, hold on a minute, I need to watch the fifth one and realised they're the same fucking film. It's just re- well, they, they they changed, changed, yeah, re-edited differently. Yeah, literally, the ending's a bit different. I was in the... Slight, what's the first one? Sl- Dominion. It, no, Dominion's the second oh, one, right? Beginning. I preferred yeah. the ending of the first version. The beginning. Of it. Yeah. yeah, I thought <laughs> yeah. the third I, act I, was a bit better in that one. I think this... As the, in, like, how the fuck did the CGI get worse in the second movie? Because, like, the hyenas, well, I was like... The main, what's it, the main guy's fucking, what's his face? Skarsgård. Yeah, Skarsgård from fucking Avengers. Big Daddy so he's, he's really the only thing saving Grace for that. 
For me... Oh, he's... Mate, he should me, have boulder shoulders for carrying my, those two movies. My vote is for Psycho. The first movie is such outstanding. You know, if you if you know the ending, it just makes the film even better. And some of the shots that Hitchcock gets, Can't especially argue. like with the guy falling down the stairs, that's great. I love Psycho 2. I love the twist of Psycho 2. You know, Anthony Perkins, again, steals the show, trying not to be crazy, but you're just watching the degradation of him because somebody's fucking with him. The third one's a little bit difficult to get through, but still, Anthony Perkins carries it, but now he's back to being Psycho I like, Norman Bates again. Do you know what I love about three is how, how they shoot him? Because you finally get to see him as mother killing yeah, in that one. Yeah. When he's coming up the fucking stairs and they lo- so you can't see his face. Yeah, and he's all lit. silhouetted. Oh, Oh, yeah. you got that great shot. Fuck. There's a, there's a great shot in number two where the cop gets accidentally stabbed and he falls over the banister and then he hits the banister and the blade goes in even deeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the uh, Bates Motel, I remember watching kill. that because that's got what's-his-face from um, Electric Dreams in it and it really doesn't make any sense. But it's got Laurie Petty in it. I, I, like, it. I like Laurie Petty. I like Laurie Petty. Um, the radio one, New Black recently. I feel recently. the radio one's the weakest one in this kind of a TV-made movie, but it does loop the story. Well, it is and literally it, a made story. It was, yeah. It allows us to understand what made you know, Anthony Perkins, Norman, this character. And then the TV so- series kind of builds on that. So, yeah. Establishing my, my, the relationship between, you know, him yeah. and his mother, yeah. My, my vote is for Psycho. Andy, I'll let you go next, okay, actually. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we sort of like wax lyrical about it for all of them. I mean, for me, I, I like I said, I, I enjoyed The Exorcist, the first one. Yeah. But more of a kind of like... Um, for what it was rather than what the film is, if that yeah. makes sense. So yeah, I'm yeah, sort yeah. of like, I completely appreciate what it did for horror. Also, it's pretty funny because a lot of people are like, oh my God, it really fucking paved the way for horror. I was like, yeah, and it fucking damn near created video nasty. I just want to, get, just want to say years. something else as well that we you have know. not brought up with both films is soundtrack. Oh. Tubular Bells, Mike Oldfield for Exorcist is still haunting. Do you hear the mm, bells? Absolutely. You know Exorcist right away. Psycho, though, also has the iconic stout shower stab scene music. It's not really music, but it's... That intro, it's a chord. The intro music for Psycho, when you hear yeah. it again, you oh, go, yeah. oh shit, oh, yeah. that's oh, Psycho. Psycho. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I think both, again, it's hard to hard to choose one over. I See, and the way I've approached all of these, by the way, is I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to go sort of like, as a whole franchise. Yeah, yeah. Oh know? yeah, absolutely. Because, You've got like to assume, like, we, were jo- we were joking around watch. about sort of like, there's certain movies on here where you sort of like, there's a couple like we talked about where sort of like, whatever you think about, say, prequels, for example, the first one's a perfect movie. You know, yeah, so, yes. so I'm trying to really look at this overall. Now, and for me, like I said, Exorcist, I think, is a good movie, but it's more of a like, ah, it's probably just something you should just educate yourself and watch. Yeah. Second one is the worst fucking horror movie of all time. Third, third one, I fucking love, actually. I really like the Exorcist. It's got, other than one other movie on this list, potentially the greatest jump scare oh, it does, of all it? time. Mm. Because the of the way they the... set that fucking <laughs> corridor up, they yes. don't, there is no like here it comes, here it comes. It's just they they lure you in for so long. They linger on that corridor for so long. With I just... thought you meant when she scuttles across the ceiling. No, no, no. In, in the third yeah. one, in the third one, when you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, that that I think is almost like a it's a perfect shot. Actually, I'm gonna say it's absolutely a perfect shot. Um, the the prequels, you know, between the two, they make them they, they make, make them watchable. Like yeah, yeah. Um, like Psycho, Psycho for me. As much as I do really enjoy them, I've not seen the series or anything like that personally, because I think they are very similar in a way. 
I gotta go Exorcist because I I just prefer the whole demon possession religious angle, which is funny, is because I'm such a fucking massive atheist. But <laughs> right, do you know what I mean? As, as, because I treat it as sort of like this mythical story and everything like that. I think it is the greatest fucking fictional story ever told. Yeah. So for me, I I have to go with the demon angle for Exorcist. But this was a difficult one. It's very know. difficult because I'm like for when me when I rewatched some of the cycles, the first recently, movie first, are on pie. I thought it was going. I rewatched Exorcist three and I was like, this wins. And then I rewatched like three of the Psycho movies. and was like, ah, oh, shit. Psycho 2. Ah, so good. Yeah. Psycho is good. I am really it's torn good. because for me, perfect the, sequel, the, the, perfect both, sequel, both yeah. first movies are outstanding. Like, iconic in the horror franchise. Um, then I look at uh, both their TV series adaptations. The Exorcist TV series, season one was mediocre and season two sto- I stopped watching. Bates Motel, I got like three seasons into it and I was like, this is fantastic, but... I've, I've had enough. Three like, seasons? How many seasons were there? I think it was four. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I, <laughs> so I tapped out before it even finished, but I, I thought it was outstandingly done. Um, so for, Psycho wins in the TV department for sure. Um, Psycho has a lot more films in it. It has more novels in it. Which would you prefer to watch if you had to watch the series? Oh, the, the, if I had to watch the, the entire franchise again, I would choose Psycho. But it's a hair. It's only yeah. a hair over it. But that's because I, I love my supernatural, demonic possession Both stuff. Both their first movies. But I think Psycho as a franchise just but, tips it. Uh, and it's sequels. because of its TV shows. But it doesn't have Brad Dorff in it. I know. Well, well Psycho <laughs> does. Yet. Psycho does. No, yeah, yeah. So, that one for me. So, um, Psycho is winning over Exorcist yeah, in round one. That's fair. That, like I said, that was a close one. The very, very close one, Psycho yeah. 2, baby, I'm telling you. I kind of had no skin in the game on that one either. I didn't mind which one went through. Sure. I really wanted Psycho 2 to go through because it's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good film. Okay, so, which means next up we have the Hannibal Lecter or the Silence of the Lambs mm-hmm. franchise going up against the Jaws Ooh. franchise. So, the two man-eaters here. First up in the novels department, we've got Red Dragon. Two Academy Award winners as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Red Dragon the novel in 81, Silence of the Lambs in 88, Hannibal in 99, and Hannibal Rising in 2006. And the films gives us Manhunter in 86, Silence of the Lambs in 91, Hannibal in 2001, Red Dragon in 2002, Hannibal Rising in 2007. Also have a Hannibal TV series running from 2013 to 2015, and a short-lived Clarice TV series, which only lasted one season last year. Compared to Jaws, which has the one novel from 1974, which was adapted into the film Jaws in 1975, Followed by Jaws 2 in 1978. Another great sequel. Jaws 3D <laughs> in 1983. I know where you're going with this. And <laughs> Jaws the Revenge in 1987. Of course, in the games, we had Jaws on the NES in 1987. Jaws Unleashed in 2006. And of course, famous theme park attraction, which sadly closed in 2012, also has several board games based on Jaws as well. Uh, for me, my vote, will be going for Jaws. And it's because... Now, I love Hannibal Lecter. I told Lecture. you you were deciding this one. I love, <laughs> I love <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. But... Um, Silence of the Lambs is... Uh, well, ha- Hannibal Lecter, and it's all very self-contained. You know, where it's like, oh, he made a book, and we made it into a film, but the film wasn't done very well, so we're going to make another film, and then we're going to make a sequel to that film based on the sequel book, but then we're going to have to explore more into his character, and we're going to do this, and we're going to have Hannibal Rising and the TV show. 
Jaws was a book and then a director made it into a film which not only became one of the biggest fucking summer blockbusters of its time but also coined the term summer blockbuster and not only that but it started a lineage where people went sharks are fucking scary let's just make shark movies and we just got a plethora of just fucking shark movies from all over the world where people are just like, they're just trying to remake Jaws. They it's funny that any time you watch any shark movie, you're like, you, you want you want it to be Jaws. Yeah. You want it to be the next Jaws. But it's, the it's, first Jaws is yeah. so good it, because... When spoilers. You, it never will be. When you look into <laughs> the production never. issues that they had in Jaws 1... It's amazing that Steven Spielberg even managed to get the film finished, but it but that's how good Steven Spielberg is, is that he made this film using little to no even view of this killer fucking fish. And when we do it's scary see scary ass it, camera. It's scary. And we it's a and scary we go, ass camera chasing. You, can, you sit there and go, Oh well, well, it, it looks rubber, but you don't see it for very long and it the detail on it looks so amazing. Yeah, but also, hi, it was nineteen seventy four, right? That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They, 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 it's not like they just seen Thanos in yeah. the fucking like, you know. <laughs> it's 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 not even like people are like, Oh, Jaws needs a remake because you just know it's just <laughs> never gonna be I've been watching as... Jaws remakes ever since. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> just Shark never, movie, right? You know, if they release here comes Jaws next year with a new guy playing Brody in a new town it just wouldn't have that impact I'm very biased and like I said my vote is for Jaws because I think once again Jaws 2 when I was younger was a great sequel how did you get better you brought him back and you just brought in another shark you know it's nowhere nothing like the novel I've got the novel at home and that goes into more detail about the type of because I'm not sure um obviously Jaws was based off the novel yeah but I don't think he wrote a sequel book, but did they do a novelization of the film? They did. A, they did a novelization of the film, which they released. Okay, yeah, but it expanded more. So, like, the 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 shark is a female. She's pregnant, and it goes into descriptions of her carrying these babies around. So you're like, oh, if she dies, you've got Jaws three and four. You know, you've got like the helicopter sequence, but it's a lot bigger because it's got like a buoy or a sonar thing attached to it. And the shark, fucking, <laughs> the shark eats it and pulls it down. Um, yeah, boy. Like, Did yeah, you see right. the shark coming out of all of his bling? Jaws, go teeth, yeah, yeah. three Jaws, rows of go teeth. Jaws three is not great, but if I'm comparing the, th- if I'm comparing their third movies against each other, uh, Hannibal's not great. I like know? Hannibal. And Jaws. I'm, I'm going to shock you but, with my opinion. No, Hannibal, don't get me wrong. Hannibal's not a bad movie. It's no fucking mummy series, but you know, <laughs> what? Like, hey, nothing's as you know fucking scary as that. But when you take Hannibal next to Science of the Lambs, Science of the Lambs is superior. Hannibal Rising is the Jaws four of its fucking series, and plus there's no Hannibal video game, so <laughs> my vote's for Jaws. Okay, well, I mean, this is you're gonna. I told you you'd have to decide this one because obviously, I mean, if you go back a couple, not of if you podcasts, do, not if you answer now, Gary, completely bless him. You won't decide. Yeah, yeah. No, I want to hear um, Andy's. Uh, obviously, look, I mean, okay, Hannibal series is my most fucking favorite thing. Go back a couple of podcasts, and you can see me literally fucking fighting for breath talking about how much I love that fucking series. Um, look, I'm not, mate. Everything you said about Jaws. Apart from the sequel being good, <laughs> I fucking love Jaws. I love Jaws movie. It is a perfect fucking movie, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. It's phenomenal. I watched it not a few years back with my kid, and um, when she was a few years back, she's twelve now, 
think she was like seven, mm. and she, you know, by the time the fucking head pops up, Sarah, she was like, no, I can't watch it no more. <laughs> she literally, it she literally it. said to me, she's like, Dad, can we rewatch Jaws together? I'm like, yes, always. Oh my god, yeah. totally, we can fucking watch it. I love that movie. Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the fucking quality then just dips. You know, that that's just me personally. Um, but I agree with all your comments about the fact that we've all, every shark movie has just been trying to recreate just Jaws. Recreate it's Jaws. fucking amazing. Yeah. The board game is phenomenal. The board game is phenomenal. <laughs> fucking brilliant How board game. How they design Center Jaws so, game. So simple, so great. Look, it shouldn't work as a, as a modern board game because board games are like big business now and like a lot more sort of like serious. Yeah. The fact that you have the big like fucking Jaws it looks like the Bigfoot board game with the dude yeah. like still on the top or something so it shouldn't work. Hooper! It does. Exactly. Um, what can I fucking say about the fucking Silence of the Lambs trilogy? Now, now, first of all, <laughs> yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Back up don't get me wrong. Like I'll, if you want to do comparisons, I'm going to go for the, you know, Silence of the Lambs versus Jaws. Uh, Jaws. Five Academy Awards against three. So I'm just saying. Summer Blockbuster you know. versus uh, one Dude, year. Hey, that you know. Then they, they had to make sequels to try and keep But it still, up. I'm just saying. I'm just saying if you want to go comparisons. But anyway, I I actually, what you said about Hannibal, I fucking really, really enjoy Hannibal. I think it's a well, really good movie. sequel. Yeah. 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 I, oh, well, don't get me wrong. I've, I've read all the books and I really enjoy three of them. Um, <laughs> How many books was Hannibal was Ridley Scott, wasn't it? Correct. It was that one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, and I, I, not... don't get me wrong. I, it took liberties. I wish they could have got Jodie Foster back, but yeah. she didn't like the way they portrayed Starling in the film as opposed to the way that she was in the book. And I was like, can't argue. Um, but as a sequel to Science of the Lambs and as it centred on Hannibal as the main antagonist was great. But one of my favourite characters is Mason Verger. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. ga- having Gary Oldman come in and play Mason Verger is great. Again, I think they did it better in the, in series. the series because... They had more time to like you. You in ninety minutes or whatever of like how much he's in that film compared mm. to the book, you cannot fathom how sadistic that man is. They had to just cut out all this other stuff to do with it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, saying yeah. that, I still think it's a fantastic sequel. I love. I really enjoy Manhunter as a film. By the way, I think it's great. I think Brian Cox is great in it. Standalone. It's a fantastic. standalone, not science alarm. Absolutely. But I also think that Red Dragon is really good because I think that. Um, uh, Reese, oh god, who plays Edward Norton? Ralph Fiennes. I went to go Reese fans. He's in the next <laughs> one. I got things to say about that, but um, yeah, I think that Red Dragon is a fantastic movie as well and captures the book. I think actually that one does the best of capturing the the closest to the novel actually, it, mostly because they didn't have to take as much out as the others. Yeah, but I still yeah, think yeah. it's the closest. Hannibal Rising, he only fucking wrote it because they were like, you write this or someone else will. So he's like, all right, I'll write it. Whereas he, as well as everyone else, wanted to do the follow-on to Hannibal because if you've not read the book, they actually leave together and, you know, Hannibal, they end up together. So I, I, but overall, when it comes to the character of Hannibal Lecter, when it comes to that world, I'm in love with that fucking world. You know, um, Hannibal, the series just amplified at times 10 for me. Um, so I've got to go with the <clears throat> Thomas Harris universe, Science of the Lambs. Don't fuck with me on this one, Gary. <laughs> on you, bro. He loves his shark movies. He does. I, like never... this is a, I know I'm going to get a guy who loves shark movies. <laughs> I, uh, I never, as growing up, loving horror, never really saw the appeal of Silence of the Lambs. I watched that film young me and was just like I've got to wait four hours for to get some gore at yeah, the end right? yeah. <laughs> and Fucking it's all someone. it's all talking until yeah. then <sighs> took me a long time to really really appreciate how good Silence of the Lambs is mm. 
didn't take me very long at all to appreciate how fucking awesome Jaws is. <laughs> yeah. uh, the thing is, out of both these franchises, Jaws has one of my favorite scenes in all of cinema, and that is Quint retelling the story oh, of the, the Indianapolis. The Indianapolis. It is chilling. It is. It is amazing, like, and I remember the story of the actor delivering it, like, they had trouble with him on set, being pissed drunk all the Mm. time, and in his first delivery of that scene, uh, it was unusable, and they had to refilm it, and he was just like, he had to apologize to Spielberg, like, I will fucking nail the scene, I will nail the scene, and oh my god, he did. Like, so much so, that that actor's son is still in talks with Steven Spielberg about a prequel Jaws movie, telling that very story. Mm. Uh... And so, yeah, Jaws itself, that film is amazing. It's still, if you've ever seen the film, you 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 can't help but think of it when you go to the ocean. Like yeah. it is in your mind. It's that that fear of being eaten. So Hannibal, <laughs> the TV series. Speaking of being fucking eaten, eaten <laughs> the Hannibal TV series that ran three seasons is one of the most gorgeous horror shows ever put to screen. It's fucking glorious. It, it is, in my opinion. Better than Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal and Hannibal Rising and Manhunter. I think it trumps all the stuff that came before it, Mate, which is why the, it's the, disappointing that we can't get yeah. all that stuff. Matt with... Mickelson is now my Hannibal. Yeah, you know? he's mine too. Um, I, I think he absolutely is amazing in that role. Um, and we still hold out hope that we might see him in that role again in the future. Yeah. You never know. I, I didn't bring up Clarice, by the way, because I didn't fucking watch it. Because by yeah. the time it was out, they were like, it's cancelled. Like, yeah, well, fuck it, it, yeah like, exactly. What's the point? What if it's really good? Now, <laughs> you know? I, I am an avid fan of shark movies and shark games. However, I think Jaws as a franchise has two stinkers. Jaws 2 and Jaws 3. Uh, uh, sorry, Jaws 3 and Jaws 4. Uh, I I love Jaws one. It's a masterpiece. Jaws two is is a fine sequel. You know they they upped the ante. They had too. more kills. They had more characters, but it didn't have the weight of the adults going out to hunt a shark. It had a dad trying to rescue his son and his friends. Um, and I much prefer the vibe of the first one compared to the the second yeah, one. Yeah, trying to keep the franchise alive because well, they knew yeah. they were onto a, a big thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I will also say, guilty pleasure, draws the revenge is the film that I've rented more <laughs> than any other film ever. Um, so I was acutely aware when I saw a different version at the end. Mario Man Mario people's lives, damn it. Lives. Uh, of course Jaws Unleashed is also great I was actually got to go on the theme park attraction at Universal Studios and get jumped by the shark Uh, Jaws in my mind has the best film um, out of these two franchises but even though I don't particularly agree with that by the way I don't particularly like all of Silence of the Lambs I think as a franchise it's the stronger one my vote goes to Silence of the Lambs Hey, you had to get one through, <laughs> <laughs> ma'am. Well, don't get me wrong, no. But in fairness, you know, that that, 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 that was balanced because it's got a TV series where yeah, George, which is the winner. Oh, it does a lot of heavy lifting, where, man. That TV series, it's, it's no got doubt, nothing no continued. Where we are still getting shark movies. Yeah, yeah but you can more, include more, every more. shark movie ever <laughs> made in the Jaws Red right for this. No, 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 because no. okay, let's talk about every cannibal movie no, no, ever no, made. No, 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 what I'm saying, Fuck, cannibal dude. Holocaust. Personally, it's the lineage. I think you know. We we said we're 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 comparing their franchises, and you know, yeah. Like I said, I just feel that George. This next one is a behemoth. It is Aliens, 
versus Friday the 13th. I haven't seen Jason that movie. Versus Is that one of the franchise? <laughs> that would be By now it must be, surely. <laughs> aliens really, versus Jason. I mean, oh, Batman's been against the aliens. Yeah. Superman's been against the aliens. I've watched that, actually. Uh, so in the films we've got Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, Alien Resurrection, Alien vs. Predator, Alien vs. Predator, Requiem, Prometheus, Covenant. In the game section for Aliens we've got, these are the ones that I've picked out mm-hmm. most noteworthy because there's a ton. Yeah. Mm. Alien 3 from 1992, Alien Trilogy game. from 96, Alien vs. Predator Extinction, yeah. all three AVP games from 1999, 2001, 2010. Aliens Colonial Marines from 2013, uh, Alien Isolation from 2014, yeah, and Aliens Fireteam most recently. Of course, Aliens like merchandise goes <laughs> beyond our imagining yeah, from works. comics, figures, posters, attractions. Pepsi There's a new adverts. TV show in the work. Pepsi adverts. There's a new film in the works. There's always going to be a new Alien film in the works. It's right. <laughs> always. Just so you know. On to Friday the 13th, which has... A staggering 12 films so far in its franchise. Friday the 13th really needs to get its 13th movie together. I mean, come on. This goes all the way back to the first one in 1980. (laughs) The second one in 81. Part 3 in 82. Part 4 in 84. Part 5 in 85. Part 6 in 86. Bingo scores. (laughs) Part 7, The New Blood in 88. Um... Part 8 in Manhattan in 89. Then Jason finally went to hell in the final Friday in 1993 before ending up in space in Jason X (laughs) before he came back to Earth to fight Freddy in 2003 and then he had his own reboot in 2009. Can I um, can I just point out as well? We've put Freddy vs. Jason in both franchises, haven't we? Yeah, Yeah. we have. So should they compete with each other? Then I guess they eliminate each other. We'll call it a draw. Uh, but of course, uh, Friday the 13th also has a few video games. First one being released in 85, another one back in 89, and then he had his game released in 2017. And that of was course, a one. so there are 12 slasher films here, a television show, which doesn't really have yeah, anything, anything to do, do with, with the films. Yeah. There's also novels, comic books, and tie in merchandise. Um, Ooh. Right, I'll, I'll do this one because mine's going to be quick, to be sure. honest. All right? All because right. i got to admit, and I said to you earlier, I'm not a massive Friday the 13th fan, to be honest. Mm. I think that J- okay, so, like I think that Jason is a great horror icon. I yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. I really do. But... As an icon next to Alien, though. There's so many... De- well, no, just in general, you know. I think we talked about... Uh, didn't we say, like, what was it? We had the thing... A few podcasts ago where someone said about like, oh, is it Freddy? Is it Jason? Or is it Michael Myers? And, and apart from us picking, we also sort of laugh saying about like, isn't it funny how that's the three and there's certain ones that don't make it into the cut? We'll talk like about, Brendan Fraser. We'll talk about that later. Well, because <laughs> obviously we're only picking second place to Brendan Fraser. But, um, so for me, I'm not a massive fan of the Friday the 13th. I, there's a couple of enjoyable, like four I think is probably the best one for me. I like the whole thing of like the first one being the mother and then him taking over. Mm-hmm. I actually like the story of of Jason and I'd like to have seen I'd really like to see a movie that is just that sort of like really fleshed out fuck the remake uh, I don't care that all those kids died don't make a movie where characters yeah. are just fucking hateable from and the he's outside living, he's living underground um, I don't know yeah. I, I really like the Friday the 13th remake really? I think I, it was I a solid it, okay. entry after... I think it looks good. It, it made does. me it... laugh though that sort of like they, it was like I swear to god Michael Bay was sort of like he'd watched fucking Silence of the Lambs and he was like have you seen Blood in the Moonlight it appears quite black <laughs> 
and that's all you get is fucking black fucking splattered everywhere it was real fucking weirdly shot but so look for me personally I'm, fucking we sit here talk all day about the duds that aliens got but fuck me those alien aliens and alien 3 are just fucking oh, one. sublime you know, come Aren't on like, fucking alien is one of calm down the best fucking sci-fi <laughs> horror movies ever made do you know what I mean? Aliens, mate, again, is up there for argument of perfect sequels. Fuck, like it's contentious, but I fucking really like Alien Three. I think it's a great return to form as well. But the strength. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. <laughs> get rid of, get rid of that. Get rid of that. Say, that's yeah. how fucking good they are. Alien Trilogy is boss, and I got pink ass boots on. So I, I will go. I, I will easily go for Alien over. Friday. But I appreciate that you two can probably talk more about. Well, I was going to say, in, in, in comparison of storyline, again, I mean, the story of Jason going through all of his movies, even the one where he gets to Manhattan, like as, okay. as dodgy as Sorry, they are, I've got to say, he fucking on. didn't take Manhattan. Why didn't they call it Jason goes on a cruise? Because <laughs> right. he is on a cruise for seventy-five out of that ninety-minute runtime. I know, but at the same time, he's just doing what he's he takes. Doing. Manhattan and then when they get to Manhattan, they, they go into the sewers. Now, in comparison to Alien, like we said, Alien works really <laughs> well. It's a haunted house in space with a big creature. Then you get James Cameron come along and then completely change it from a horror. This time it's war. Jesus to, fucking to, bullets to, everywhere. To it's brilliant. action sci-fi, which you're like, oh my God. And then David Fincher brings it back to its horror roots. But they didn't have to do that with Friday the 13th. They just said, right, let's just get a hockey mask wearing guy and we'll just keep getting him killing teens. Invent it's more simplistic. Kills. It's stupid, but it works. And it works for 12 movies. Alien, though, it goes first three then resurrection's a bit of a dodgy one but it depends on how far you wanted to go into it i, I can enjoy resurrection when my prometheus, brain turned off yeah prometheus prometheus and covenant is like if sean s cunningham went you know what i'm gonna come back and make another friday movie because i made the friday series and everybody should listen to my story no ridley scott you do not own the alien franchise it only made its money because the fans were there like with Friday to keep coming back saying we want more but instead of mixing it up and sticking with the stories that we were getting in the comic books and in the video games the things we were liking he decides to go completely off fucking track and decides to get two guys blowing a fucking flute for five minutes <laughs> isn't it isn't it a fucking shame because well? I, I rewatched Prometheus and Covenant fairly recently when I went through yeah. like all of them and I was like fuck like there's a lot of this that looks good, yeah, and there's looks, some really good. There's like, how? Looks. Why did you fuck it up so bad with the script? It's a script. Be- so it's it, it, it's kind of like doubly annoying because you're like, oh, there was but yes, oh, the there Fri- was all this here. Like, but you, know. you could be, and you could say that for the Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, that movies. that flute shit is unforgivable. I'm gonna lie. You could also say that about the Friday the Thirteenth movies when it comes to script and acting. But oh, every, no doubt. every time you hit play on a movie with a hockey mask on it. You don't give a shit about the script. You don't give a shit about the characters. You want him to I want to see inventive kills and boobs. I want to see him kill and Jason. I bailed on nine the first time I watched it because of the whole like, oh, it's it's not really him. And you see, like, yeah. I, I fucking, I, I, was like, I thought, what a fucking cool opening. And then I saw the next part in the yeah. morgue, and I was like, fuck this movie. Turned it off. Eating and hearts the only and reason yeah. A friend of mine watched it. Was like, dude, did you fucking watch it? Like, yeah, He's like, do you see Freddy Slaw? What? Yeah. yeah. Fuck no. Watch it. Like, <laughs> and to think as well, sat there like they, that, they yeah. tried that. They're like, oh, well, we'll try to Spoilers, do the same the thing with fucking Halloween ends, and it doesn't work. 
with with Jason at works because he is kind of mystical, magical, zombie thing. He, they've got the Necronomicon in there. They've got Freddy's glove. He's he's, he's Jason, like Freddy. Jason's got some ropey Jason, resurrections. Without saying a word, <laughs> without saying a word, has imprinted himself onto popular culture. No doubt, dude. So, that, that's what I'm saying. For me, like, I, I, I love that, that is why I love I the can Alien still, series. As much as I'm not a fan of Freddy, I can still absolutely acknowledge that Jason is an iconic. I love horror character. I love the Alien series, but if we are comparing things in a in a horror marathon, I will go with Jason okay. over Alien. So we're just going to disagree on every one of them. <laughs> no, no, no. I listen to you. <laughs> no, but I get, well, no, 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 I get like, what you're I saying. Totally, yeah. Dude, I totally but get what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's night and day for me. Like absolutely, it's not. It's no contest. Alien trumps <laughs> Jason. You knew it was <laughs> immediately. Like even like com- if we're doing comparisons, like Alien Friday Thirteenth One, it's Alien. You take Aliens over Friday Two. I'll take Alien Three over Part Three. I'll take Resurrection <laughs> over Part Four. <laughs> you know, well, I, that's I, the one I, I might disagree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> easily, easily. It's because it's um, Josh Whedon again. I, yeah, I, I've, uh, I, I don't. I like Jason Lives, and I like Jason Takes Manhattan, and I know that like a lot of people. Get the fuck I like, out! Yeah, I, I like Jason Takes Manhattan. Those are my two favorite, and I love I like Jason, Jason X. X. Yes. Jason X is fucking one of the best. I, I enjoy Jason X. Jason I like I like Jason X. Freddy like versus Jason, Jason is it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. <laughs> Freddy versus Jason versus Alien versus Predator. <laughs> did we see that in the cinema together? We did. I still yeah yeah yeah. Jason versus Freddy versus Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, I've still got our dogs. Yeah, Freddy versus Jason is. Fantastic. Awesome. Much better than the other crossovers. That's but uh, Freddy vs. Jason is great, but I'm going to save that up from, to, for, to for push, Freddy. I'm <laughs> right. pushing that yeah. into my Nightmare on Elm Street argument. Um, in the video game form, um, yeah, I think Friday the 13th, I mean, it's, it's oh, that's, slim pickings that's there. Great. That's uh, been great, the latest one. Aliens yeah. has... I mean, Friday the 13th oh, just man. has some games. At least a- Aliens has amazing great games, games great games, mediocre games, bad games, awful games, and diabolically shit games. Exactly. It has all the range. Isolation's amazing. Isolation is amazing. Isolation is amazing. Isolation. One of the best Isolation sequels to Alien. Um, so, yeah, for me... That's 361. Uh, yeah, there's the uh, Command and Conquer. As a franchise, Alien has lots of hole punctures and ripped rib cages and ass blasters. And, you know, it's... Uh, it has problems, but as franchises go, I think Alien still trumps uh, Friday the 13th. Hard to fuck with a xenomorph, dude. Yeah. Alrighty. Which means we're moving on to the George A. Romero Dead series versus Don Mancini's Child's Play this is series. This such a weird fucking, like, This is a fight. difficult one. No, no, it's not difficult. It's Chucky versus Zombies. Uh, it's not so difficult. I'm going to list off the George A. Romero series, and I'm going to have to ask you guys whether this is included as part of its franchise in a minute. But we have Night of the Living Dead in 1968, Dawn of the Dead in 78, Day of the Dead in 85, Land of the Dead 2005, Diary of the Dead 2007, and then Survival of the Dead in 2009. <laughs> there is to be a, a confirmed... Twilight of the Dead, which George started writing the script for, but he, of course, sadly passed away before finishing it. And it was supposed to be his final movie at the end of the zombie apocalypse, which it looks like his daughter and some uh, film crew were getting ready to Mm. actually make it Mm. happen. Uh, But I have to ask you guys, are all of the remakes considered part of the George Aramero's Dead franchise? I I haven't. 
Yes. Okay. I haven't if in my personal I'm, I'm, I'm considering them. I would say yes. So I don't have to... So it's mostly so I didn't have to watch Bloodline again? Right, because it's so bad. All uh, the no, Day I of the Dead remakes. All of, all... There's Day of the Dead 2, Contagium, Day of the Dead 2008, and Day of the Dead Bloodline. And it's just... It's, yeah, it's just what was the... the Snyder one? Was that the 08 one? Yes. yes. I don't yeah. mind that movie. Yeah. It's, I just I, don't I have issues with it. No, 04 was the Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Day of the Dead 2 oh, was sorry, 2005, yeah, yeah, a year yeah. later. It was straight to, like, DVD. But then if you include Dawn of the Dead, do you have to then go forward and include Army of the Dead? Well, no, because that... No, because that's <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. Because in which case, strike everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> so going over to Child's Play, we've got eight movies in this franchise, seven in its original timeline, going from 1988 uh, all the way to 2017 with Cult of Chucky course child's play remake in 2019 uh but chucky has had its uh, continuation from cult of chucky with a tv series now in its season two. First season being in 2021 mm. uh, of course video games very slim pickings here uh but uh there was a land of Arguably the dead any road video to game with Green. zombies in well <laughs> but i mean there was an actual one called land of the dead yeah, which yeah. was they a tie-in the, they had the dawn of the dead one which i think was on commodore or amstrad which was sure yeah good. yeah um, so yeah, I uh, I'll, I'll go first with this yeah, one. Yeah, and say uh, I, I'm. You guys know I'm. I'm a big fan of the zombie genre. Absolutely. I I also discovered George Romero's films after discovering Resident Evil, and then when watching those movies, I was like, oh, I know what happens when you get bit by one of those. Same. Same. <laughs> um, and so it was absolutely eye opening. And and then seeing Dawn of the Dead for the first time, like. It, it was my favourite, and mm. it was for the longest time until I until I got older mm. and realised actually no Day of the Dead is my favourite uh, in yeah. the trilogy anyway. Um, I don't mind Land of the Dead, but Diary and Survival are are really difficult to watch. Yeah, I mean you you end up laughing out loud at the ineptitude of what appears to be the filmmaking or the script in by well, by it, survival. It I know that with Diary he didn't want to do a cinema release. He was like, I got this old ass idea, but I've only just sort of like realised it because of the whole found footage genre. Yeah. yeah. And was like, I'm gonna do this straight to D V D movie like, No George, we've got to release yeah. in cinemas. He's like, really rather you didn't Yeah. But uh, uh the, yeah. the Night of the Living Dead remake was strong. I've not seen it. No. <laughs> Night of the Living Dead <laughs> remake was strong. Actually sometimes forget how good it was. It actually should be mentioned more when you talk about uh, modern horror remakes. I know oh, it's now like 32 years old, no, um, but uh, it's still uh, an impressive, impressive remake. I mean, he fucked up when he didn't sign that paper properly in the 60s. <laughs> right, that was George's that, fault. That he lost George, the copyright on his own movie, George. for mm. sure. Um, Child's Play, though, I, I think is an incredibly strong franchise. Yeah. It's consistent. Now, the first three is horror. Then the next three is comedy with splatter gore. Then we got a return to horror with the curse of Chucky, really, uh, before Colk started to go funny again. Uh, and then the TV series tonally captures the child's play horror and the bride and seed of Chucky ridiculousness. Mm. Brad Dorff is consistent throughout the entire franchise. Don Mancini being there from the beginning great. to now. His daughter, Fiona, playing a, a younger version of Charles Lee Ray, as well as playing the character yeah. she's playing. Uh, Jennifer Tilly is brilliant. The only problem I have with the TV series is some of the child acting in it is can be very hit or miss. Um, and, and even that, the, the older Andy actor is not not quite got the acting chops, but it's still serviceable and it really works. The main thing is, even though it's not the best, it's 
again, consistent. Yeah, I um, totally forgot until I realised so, it the other day that Jennifer Tilly's sister's in Psycho 2, is it? Yeah, Meg Tilly. <laughs> now, it, it, it breaks my heart uh, because I love Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead so much. But I'm sorry, George, you, you made some real stinkers in that zombie genre. Uh, you've also got some atrocious remakes in there as well. It's not your fault, but it's part of the the dead legacy franchise now. Um, so in, in my eyes and in my heart, Chucky is is the winner here. I'll be going with Child's Play too. I love the first three movies of George A. Romero's Dead series, but he he messed up when he he made Night of the Living Dead. And so then he tried to recover with Dawn. And I, I remember watching Dawn for the first time. I watched it before playing Resident Evil and was like, oh my God, zombies are just absolutely phenomenal. And they suffered. They suffered from Day of the Dead to up until Walking Dead started. Anything that came out between the that between Day of the Dead fucking 1981 to Walking Dead season one it was just atrocious because people didn't have the faith in it. They didn't believe in the storylines. They didn't understand what really makes zombies. And there's a people get annoyed, but they also make fun of me when I get passionate about discussing zombies mm-hmm. with people because originally you got what you all right. You want to go back? You got white zombie, but that's the voodoo shit. Yeah. George A. Romero made it with Night of the Living Dead and started off this whole genre. So then all these other movies started to come along with infected this and infected that. And oh, are they zombies in Twenty Eight Days Later? <laughs> no, they're not fucking zombies in Twenty Eight Days Later because they fucking starved to death for fuck's sake. Anybody who fucking even considers Twenty Eight Days Later or Twenty Eight Weeks Later a fucking zombie movie needs to get their fucking head examined and get the fuck out of the fucking room. Don't even fuck I'm not finished don't put your finger up same with fucking World War Z people fucking go oh World War Z was a fucking enjoyable movie read the fucking book and you'll understand that they are completely two different fucking developments and just slapping Brad Pitt's face on something doesn't make it fucking good you cannot have zombies ignoring people because they might have some kind of virus in them what kind of level COVID should I fucking have just to have zombies fucking ignore me none they should just fucking eat Everything you know, now, um, mummies are basically zombies. <laughs> I just want to pour some gas. On. <laughs> when you have the Child's Play series, though, Child's Play, I, 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 I remember when choice. Child's Play two and three were banned off the shelves because of the yeah. Jamie Bolger death. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was a massive hit yeah. in 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 crazy. like the world and for for me, especially as a kid. That I'm like, oh my god, because we hadn't had video nasties. Video nasties had come and gone. And so we were getting movies back, and now all of a sudden they're banned again. Yeah, man. And I remember when uh, was so it, hanging out in the video it, store looking at the movies. I can't remember if it was <laughs> one of you or both of you, but you got me, you got me Child's Play two and three on VHS mm-hmm. for Christmas, and I was like, holy fucking shit, these are rare yeah. to get, yeah. you know. And then yeah, okay, you have Seed and Bride, but I'd already gone through the Friday the Frame series and the Nightmare on Elm Street series, so because a horror character was coming back, I expected cheesiness. I expected dopey yeah, script. About this time, they start cracking jokes, right? Yeah. yeah, and I just wanted to see Chucky, you know, kill people, and I was not disappointed. He guts Redman at one point, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you get Glenn and Glenda turning up, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And there's that, there's that brilliant joke, right, where she's like, "Chucky, 
have you got, got a rubber? Yeah. And he's like, oh, Baby. oh, rubber. Oh, rubber. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, okay, bringing it back with the new Andy guy is a bit much, but I like that it's still in the same universe. I like that they're still making all the callbacks. I like the fact that the series has come out and they've gone, hey, we're not ignoring anything. And yeah. a lot of film series, film franchises do do that. Oh, you can't have the sequels up to seven. Or, you you know, he's not really your sister. Chucky's like, I'm a voodoo doll. Don't ask about the magic. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> go with I'm going to kill yeah, people. Just go with it. So, yeah. Andy, Charles has already gone through, <laughs> but would you like to uh, add? No, I, uh, I'm going to be honest. I mean, out of the two, um, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit to say that. Like, I know. Day of the I Dead. I got to pick Charles' is... play against two because of, like, yeah, the issues with with the Romero stuff to be honest and it's a shame because it absolutely yeah. it's kind of like the Jaws argument so I can't go against it is that sort of like yeah it may have inspired yeah yeah, a yeah. fucking huge amount but I, do, I love those first three fucking movies oh yeah movies, hell yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah fucking loved them I rewatched yeah, da- Dawn and Day of the Dead um, literally last week so I, you know I fucking love them but... I'm running this monkey farm oh, now oh fuck me when he, when he gets it you know, <laughs> in the elevator and bub, what the Fucking you're doing with my time. Bob, Bob fucking so pops good. him and salutes him. I was like, yeah. yes. Um, and then they ruined but, it in the remake. But God, the remake. Um, those first three Charles Play movies, no joke, are fucking hard. Charles Play is hilarious to watch the very first one. If you watch that first one, you are like the Chicago PD is the most <laughs> inept, so inept fucking yeah. Oh, yeah. group I, of fucking police officers you have ever ever seen. They are fucking stupid. Yeah, oh my yeah. god, it's hilarious. But uh, the only one I'm missing, I've ha- I haven't seen Seed of Chucky. Um, I, I you really haven't seen Seed. I, no, I've not oh, seen Seed. Seed is the I love, I love Bride of Chucky. Uh, I've got, I've caught the fucking deaths on YouTube. Yeah, Hannah from S Club yeah. Sevens, and she has so far. It's so good. <laughs> Mental, but I, I struggled with Colt. I've got to be honest. Um, but and I've not watched the season yet. Uh, the new one, but I mean, I've seen the trailers and everything. And it does look really, really good. So it's, it's kind of like. George, you beat yourself on this one, mate. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, true, well, it's also it's not true. his fault with the, the remakes either, but... Uh, well, Savini did the first one good. He did, yeah. He said the first one was strong and decided the second okay. one, but after that, then but yeah, it's, it's all the crappy Day of the Dead just, You just keep diluting movies. It. Like I said, yeah, it wasn't until diluted. The Walking Dead came out that people went, hey, zombies are cool. And yeah. it's like, mm. George A. Romero did it first. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, zombies. we are moving on into a real heated battle with this one. We got the modern Saw movie franchise going up against The Thing. Now, I'm going to go with The Thing first because it's not actually too much. Like, it yeah. is a small mm-hmm. franchise, but it mm-hmm. passed our rules, oh. which are at least three movies and extra stuff around it. Either, either novels, video games, or comics, etc. So, with the novels, we've got the original Who Goes There from 1938. Then we have Frozen Hell, which is the extended story in mm-hmm. 2019. And then we also have the Thing novelization, which was released in 82. Oh, of course, we have the original The Thing from Another World in yeah. 1951. Then John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982. And then The Thing prequel in 2011. Uh, in terms of games, The Thing also has board games and comic books. Uh, but it also had a direct continuation from The Thing 1982 with The Thing video game in 2002, where John Carpenter actually plays a small character in the game as well, <laughs> and it was voicing the part. It was fucking great. It was great. <laughs> it was a great so game. many ramps. 
So many rounds. Yeah. Moving on to Saw, right now we have 10 movies in the franchise, or we're about to, sorry. The 10th one is now in production, How many due saw? out next year. The first Saw movie released in Too 2004, many. then it was every year afterwards, every Halloween, every Halloween, up until the final chapter, where we saw a seven-year break before it came back with Jigsaw, and then uh, a side call, really, or uh, the spiral the from the Book of Saw in 2021, uh, which is looking at having a TV continuation uh. of the spirals considering it didn't do well enough to continue to get movie sequels. Which is why we're going back to Saw with Saw X next. There's two video games. uh, The Saw video game in 2009 and then Saw 2 Flesh and Blood 2010. Uh, I'll, I'll start again with this one, shall I? I'll go with with the video games on this one. The Saw video games were awful. I didn't mind the first one. It was it was neat yeah. the idea of playing a character and being in saw puzzle traps yeah, and seeing the gore. I thought the first one was alright. Me- the mechanics were bad. It was janky. It was. Um, but uh, but some of the puzzles were interesting yeah. and some of the you know setups were were pretty. It was neat. Um, but by the second one, it was just like oh god, it's it's n- yeah, not great. Um, with the saw franchise, it's a great storyline from one through to. Six? Uh, final chapter, yeah. And fin- the 3D one was the fine. I remember watching it in 3D. The final one of the... Yeah, of the whole universe. story, yeah. Um, I don't like the first Saw film. I think it's really cheap looking. I'd hate, I hate the editing. Um, uh, but I thought the idea was, was brilliant. Uh, and I absolutely have loved my torture porn, you know, route through the franchise. Didn't like Jigsaw. I thought Spiral was one of the worst horror films I've seen in a long time. Um, but I'd still buy a ticket to see another Saw movie. I'm not, yeah, I'm not totally out of this franchise yet. If they can, if they can find an original, interesting story to keep making more, do it. <laughs> the Thing, my God, man, John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982 is my favorite film, my favorite horror film ever. It has a real lackluster prequel that I enjoy, but I. God damn, do I get so frustrated watching it, though. You hate what, the ukuleles, What could have been? The ukuleles weren't in <laughs> It's not before. just ukuleles <laughs> I'm getting irritated with. It's it's the whole yeah. idea of this Norwegian camp filled with Americans. It's just like... It's just like... Fucking stupid. The it's CGI like nonsense. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, taking a page from Ian's book. We all know they're already dead in the next movie, <laughs> yeah. so what's the point in watching it? Um, but no, it was interesting to see all the set pieces and the monster uh, take the various shapes and uh, play the guessing game once more. The Thing, John Carpenter, is the ultimate paranoia movie. Uh, it has a really good... Uh, it had a really good video game that I think is dated, unfortunately. Uh, the mechanics yeah. the mechanics didn't work. You can do a test on someone and they go, they're not the thing. Let's step into this door. Oh, you're the thing. And it's like, we, we've taken one step forward and you're the thing now. The game was broken. Fundamentally broken. Uh, the developers knew that. They were forced to rush it out. A real shame. They were working on a sequel. Funding was cut. Never happened. A real shame because the thing as a video game would be outstanding. And I would love for like the, the, the team that made the quarry to have the chance to tell mm. a thing interactive story video game. I think that that would be uh, amazing. Um, so looking at both of these franchises, it's uh, there's only three movies to watch with the thing. There's, there's the gra- graphic novels and video games. Saw has two movies in there that I think are 
utterly dreadful, and two video games that I would never play again. Then again, I'd probably also never play the Thing video game again now. Played it enough. At the end of the day, the strength of the original Thing movie over the original Saw movie... I'm gonna go with the Thing on this one. I love my Saws, but I love the Thing more. And because there's less to go around, I think its strength was in two movies, mm. two-thirds, which is very strong compared to The Saw, which has diluted itself too much. Uh, tough pick, though, because uh, I do like my Saws. But, uh, yeah, thing for me. Fair. This wasn't hard for me at all, because I don't like the fucking Saw movies. Oh! <laughs> I like the first one. I thought the first sure. one was all right. That was an interesting idea. Um, I did enjoy that first video game. Um Second Saw movie, I was kind of like, yeah, this isn't too bad, but I feel like it's a bit more of a body count movie. I just like throwing more people at it and stuff. And then I watched the third one. I think I might have seen part of the fourth one. I fucking binned it off. I couldn't stand it. Sure. I, honestly, I, just, I was like, fuck it. This ain't interesting. I don't think Jigsaw was interesting. Personally, it just didn't do anything for me at all. Um, I tried to watch Jigsaw recently in preparation for this. Got 20 minutes in. I was like, this is so fucking dumb. I'm turning it off. I was like, you... You could escape through the plot holes of this movie. Mm. I don't know why you're still yeah. there. Um, I just want to add one last thing as well. Um, yeah. uh, Saw has also has an, another video game appearance in Dead by Daylight. Uh, oh, right on. So, yeah, of course. Uh, it's not its own thing, but the property continues. The franchise continues. Um, with the thing, obviously, literally, just to echo exactly what you said. I actually, I wonder if I'm looking through the thing video game with rose tinted glasses because we all played it <laughs> right house. at the house. Yeah, so maybe it, that's maybe why I, I think out of the three of us, I'm the only one who's completed it more times than once. I, oh, I, I, no, I, I, I already I, played I, it the fucking first time. Like three however, times. I never finished. However, it. I do think it's got one of the top five board games of all time. The thing up there with that Jaws as well. Fucking board, board game, game is, is phenomenal. Amazing. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to go the thing all the way, but I'll be honest, you could put, me personally, you could probably put any of these franchises against Saw, and I'll just be like, yeah, yeah, that one, you know. See, that's I, fine, yeah. That's I, ab- I absolutely loved, loved the Saw series, because the first time, first time I was told about Saw 1, it was just like, two guys are locked in a room, um, and there's a dead guy, one of them's a killer. And I'd seen so many horror movies up to that point. I'm like, well, if the two guys chained up are innocent, then the killer's obviously the guy on the floor. We just need to work out why he is. And then it just started to create this horror character, Jigsaw. Now, what made him different to your Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Leatherface, all that kind of... Is that Jigsaw, as the films developed, you understood his backstory... And you understood what he was doing was he wasn't taking innocent people and putting them into traps. He was taking shitty ass people and putting them into traps and making them fight for their survival because... Reminding them for a reason to live. They had spent their whole life just fucking people over. So, you know, you start with the first one with Carrie Ewells as the doctor. Then you have the stuff with the cops. Then you get deeper into the corruption of the city. Then you get into understanding more other people. And it did start to just... I... Much like well, you're like sometimes with the Conjuring series, you know, or, you know, where you're just like, oh, I'm just going to keep going back. I'm just going to keep going back. And I was waiting for them to fuck up. And it wasn't until... It wasn't until like two movies after they'd killed Jigsaw off that I was like, you can't keep this franchise going. You've killed him too early. You know, you should have ended it when you did, um, but you didn't and you're still trying to milk it. So then when, so what was it? 
It was um, Hoffman. Is no, Amanda. Um, Jigsaw came out and we went to the oh, cinema with you, it. Yeah. And the guy with the lasers and I was just like this. Before the film had even finished, it was halfway through and I'm like, that guy's going to be working with Jigsaw because that's how this series works. Yeah. Spiral came out and I was watching it and I'm like, who thought giving Chris Rock this franchise was a good idea? Because he's not a good lead. I know exactly what I'm looking for and I can see it blatantly right in front of me. Oh, he's the killer? What a fucking surprise. I did was not surprised. So it's like I hated the, f- the script for Spiral. I, I didn't mind the idea of it, but I just hated it's, the let's script. Let's push this guy through two thirds of this movie and then kill him off screen. Fuck my life. And, and like with the Friday the Frame series, you know, you uh, same with J- yeah. the sorceries. I was like, I know what I'm going for. I don't really care for the script. I'm looking for the gore, and some yeah. of the kills were really good. Now I know it's already gone through, but I've just got to back up my argument because I'm going to be saying it again when it goes up against something else. The thing is just phenomenal. Nothing for me personally even comes fucking close to the thing because I watched a film by John Carpenter once and was like, I need to see more. And then I'm a kid. I'm sat in my bedroom on a Saturday night and the thing starts. I can watch the thing and I can tell you where the advert breaks were on the TV because I watched it so much. You know, just the paranoia, the hauntingness. I know a lot of people have problems with the prequel. And you can say what you want about the, the, the characters or the CGI. But the fact that they did their very, very best to connect the two films. So that when that prequel ends and the helicopter's chasing the dog and the music kicks in... You're going right to 1982. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You're going to follow Kurt Russell, walk right back into that camp. Yes, it looks a little bit different. Things have been moved around, but it was fucking 20 years different. We're lucky we even got a sequel. A video game of the thing. Oh, my fucking Lord. I was all over it. And, yeah, the thing. <laughs> all the way. Nice, yeah. Thing goes through. I think it's the first one we've had. Three votes all the way in. <laughs> I did Charles play as well. Oh, Charles played too. Charles nice, play, yeah. nice. Yeah. All right, well, the next one is a Wes Craven face-off as we have Nightmare on Elm Street seeing against Scream. So, let's look. We have nine movies currently in the Nightmare series with the original 1984 movie with Freddy's Revenge in 85, The Dream Warriors in 87, The Dream Master in 88, and The Dream Child in 89. Then Freddy's Dead to the Final Nightmare in 91 before Wes Craven's New Nightmare in 94... Then Freddy vs. Jason, 2003, and then the remake in 2010. Of course, Freddy had his own TV series in 1988, Freddy's Nightmares, Hmm. with 44 episodes. Of course, there's novelizations of every movie. There are comic books, film merch, video games, and of course, a Dead by Daylight appearance. Mm -hmm. Scream. There are... Five movies currently in the franchise with the sixth one on the way next oh year. The first one was in 1996, uh, followed the year after in 97. Scream 3 was in 2000, then an 11-year gap until Scream 4, then another 10-year gap to Scream, which is Scream 5, and we have an untitled Scream sequel coming next year. Screams. There was yet also a Scream TV series, which ran for 29 uh. episodes from 2015 to 2019. So both movies have franchise. Uh, both movies have TV series based on them. Nightmare has been around a little bit longer, has more movies in it. Uh, but Scream also 
spawned the scary movie franchise. <laughs> and of course, also appeared in Dead by Daylight, the game. I'm going to... I'll start this one if you want, because yep. I'm going to say that... for Because the... the so I thought that Scream in 1996 was a really good film. Mm. I loved the way it reinvented the franchise, the slashers. But I think the whole franchise is fucking lore diminishing returns. Yeah, I just it, it literally just goes downhill for me now. Nightmare on Elm Street, apart from having Freddy Krueger, who is who was literally responsible for my nightmares from the age of six when I first watched it to the age of about fifteen when I had the balls to rewatch it. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, he, he is one of the fucking horror icons. You know, there's no fucking with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing fucking performances by Robert Englund. You know, even, obviously, you know, shit goes sideways a little bit, you know, with some of the performances. But those first three for a start are are just phenomenal oh, yeah. movies in my head. Yeah. And and I'm like, fucking Dream Warriors, man, is just one of the best horror movies, in my opinion, that I've ever seen. With the setting is amazing, Number the performances. I like to. I really enjoy to. Don't it get me wrong. The until the dogs turn up uh, with it, the horrible masks well, on. Yeah, man, it's, it's supposed to be a horror. I Dream Warriors. You know what I mean? Fucking Dream Warriors. He's injecting you know into people. Do you know what's ironic? There was like four. Four. The big problem I have with four is the way they fuck over the survivors from three. Yeah, like, immediately. But it's like the biggest grossing one at the time or something. So they instantly yeah. was like fucking bang these out. Dream Child is like you start also getting to the point where like four is when he starts getting too campy. Yeah. You know, and then like Dream child is like he's he's you know is that the one where he's jaws no it's the one where he turns he turns into a bike yeah that's yeah 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 uh, th- and that's like the best bit of the fucking movie it is, that's that like sequence, the best yeah. kill yeah um but yeah i mean by the time you get to fucking freddy's dead like i'll get yeah, you that's... my pretty it's sort of like <laughs> if you had like dream master was like fucking thor ragnarok for like this is the comedic tone we're gonna take by freddy <laughs> we're, by gonna gonna we're way into love and thunder territory yeah. like, you know what i mean um i think that fucking New Nightmare is one of the best in the series, personally. Absolutely. I, it's it, it's so ahead of its time. Totally yeah. ahead it's of its It's like, time. I mean, we, we talked earlier about um, the actress wanted to come back to do a legacy film. Yeah. I'm like, you did it in 94. Well, I, I did it. fucking <laughs> love New Nightmare. She didn't want to come back then. She just did. <laughs> There's a bit of a weak fucking end. I mean, don't get me it wrong. Is, yeah. some of the, Some of the resurrection, I mean, is it... Is it four where he gets awoken by dog piss? A yeah, dog that's how yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. He gets, he gets pissed. Oh fuck! But, <laughs> well, it's because um, he was buried in in consecrated ground. Oh, well, so, yeah, oh yeah. This all tracks. This all tracks. It's Robert Englund's intro in Freddy vs. Jason, which I really think cements the entire series of him oh, just turning really, evil. They really again. Up so strong. The makeup, so the, strong. The, eye, the eyes are incredible in that one. Yeah. yeah. Now there's a remake. Yeah, and it sucks. It sucks. It, it tanks this franchise I, I harder liked, than some of the worst sequels. I liked, matey, what's his name? Hey, what's his name? Hayden Christian Anderson. No. <laughs> I like the dude who played um, Rorschach. 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 Yeah. This is why we need the chat, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Um, I, I liked him in the role. I thought he could be a good Freddy Krueger. It's just the script. Shit script. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, for me, yeah, it's an easy one for me, personally, is I think Nightmare Goes Through because... Even for all the fucking dips, I can probably pick a few kills I like out of Dream Master and Dream Child and Nightmare. Yeah. And to be fair, I also completely acknowledge the fact that the is it the MPCC or whatever whoever it is MPAA MPA, thank you just wrecked these movies as well. Oh yeah. Before. They yeah. kicked the shit out of them, especially five. Um, so I, I got to give them a little bit of leeway on that, you know. But um, I fucking love Freddy Krueger. He's awesome. Yeah. I've got a vote. Yeah. Nice. My, Ian, do you want to go? My vote is for uh, Nightmare as well. Because, like, I I liked Scream when it came out. Like Andy said, it yeah. reinvented the franchise. But once again, 
I was I, I, I was so educated on, on horror movies up to this point and it's the same thing that I had with Saw. It's like I had people running up to me going, Oh yeah, there's this guy going around in a mask and he's a killer and he's killing these teens and I'm like, Well he he must be he must be one of them because he's not supernatural. Freddy was supernatural. Mm-hmm. Freddy was a demon spirit coming back to life. Trapped in a movie I under- by 2010. I understand what Wes Craven was trying to do with Scream because he he'd milked the fucking Nightmare franchise so much that he was just like, well, I, I need to do something else. And so he made Scream. It worked. But then they're like, Scream 2, Scream 3. I remember seeing Scream 3 in the cinema and I'm like, it's going to be her brother. She's going to have a brother. And then the guy's like, hey, I'm related to you. And I was like, fuck this series. I paid money to come see this in the <laughs> cinema. It's just fucking a waste of my time. I've always loved uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 because it was the first one I ever watched. I love number one because um, they kill off Johnny Depp, which is a rarity. Um, number three <laughs> is really fun, but it is the start of Freddy becoming his campness. Everything after that, up to Freddy versus Jason, is fun and nostalgic if you're doing the series. Um, and you can't say that with Scream. You know, I'd even watch Freddy's Nightmare, the TV series, over the Scream TV series. Yeah. Easy. Like, I managed two episodes of the Scream TV series. And I was like, nope, no yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my vote's for Freddy. Yeah, well, Freddy's going through. I'm not going to linger on this one too long for the interest <laughs> three, of time. Three, um, Scream 1 is excellent. A Nightmare on Elm Street is better. Yes. A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is weak, but it's still better than Scream 2. Yeah. Or any of the others. Scream 3 is dire. Yeah. Scream 4 was okay. (laughs) Scream 5 was abysmal. I enjoyed it. And I'll be there to see the sixth one. I love the Scooby-Doo endings, okay? Mm -hmm. I want to sit there going, you're the killer. No, you're the killer. Oh, no, you're the killer. Oh, it was you. Oh, I got my money's worth. I'd rather watch scary movie <laughs> over Scream, actually. Same. The, the thing is, I'm kind of sad that most of my favourite characters are no longer going to be returning for the next Scream movie. Most of them died. You know mm. what? I would honestly prefer to watch, like, Stab 26 or wherever <laughs> the Stab franchise yeah, is man. at in another universe. They're... Stab 3D. <laughs> yes. Why did you have like, oh. <laughs> uh, Yeah. But interestingly, yeah, both these uh, characters... Uh, um, uh, have also appeared in Dead by Daylight, which I think is is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's let's move on to the next one. Next up, we have the Evil Dead franchise going up against Hellraiser. Oh man! So we have currently uh, four movies in the Evil Dead franchise, with a fifth one that will be out soon. Evil Dead Rise. Mm. But Evil Dead one in eighty one, Evil Dead two in eighty seven, Army of Darkness in ninety two, then a remake in twenty thirteen. Rise coming soon. Uh, in television department, we've got Ash vs. Evil Dead that ran from th- ran for three seasons, 2015 through to 2018. Uh, in the games department, I've listed Evil Dead on the Commodore and ZX Spectrum in 84. Hmm. We had Evil Dead Hell to the King in 2000, followed by Fistful of Boomstick in 2003. Oh, there was also a bunch of Evil Deads on the for the, for the mobile, like a bunch of them. Um, then we had Evil Dead Regeneration, Lots more mobile phone games in between them before getting Evil Dead the game released earlier this year. It should yeah. also be said that Evil Dead is continued in comics versus Freddy and Jason versus Marvel and is also a character in Dead by Daylight and now Fortnite, is yeah, it? Yeah, Fortnite, Fortnite, <laughs> Also, well. not, not many on this list can, can vouch and say this. 
an awesome musical. It has a great musical. Evil Dead the Musical. Evil Dead the Musical. So, it's got some good competition here, though. Maybe. No. Actually, no, Has it doesn't. It, no. <laughs> no. Hellraiser, 1987. Outstanding classic horror movie. Uh, Hellraiser, uh, Hellbound 2 in 88. Hell on Earth in 92. Bloodline in 96. Inferno in 2000. Hellseeker, 2002. Deader in 2005. Hellworld in 2005. Then Revelations in 2011. And then Judgment, 2018. Before... A remake Hellraiser just this year in 2022. Of course, they've got the novels, The Hellbound Heart, which was released in 86, and then The Scarlet Gospels, released in 2015. Various comics and stories, and is also appearing in The Dead by Daylight, the video game. <laughs> we're seeing a scene. <laughs> yeah, I, this is not a prom- We're not getting paid by Dead by Daylight yeah, here. Go on, take it for <laughs> You go for it. Evil Dead wins this hands oh, down. Yeah, easily, easy, right? Easy. We're just going to all do this together. Yeah, yeah we fuck it. Evil, evil Dead wins. <laughs> like, even Evil Dead's worst fucking day, it's, it's first Which three, it doesn't have. It's first three <laughs> movies are superior to the first three Hellraiser movies. And then you could take those first three movies and then compare the rest of them to the Hellraiser series. And Inferno is not that great. Hellseeker is definitely not that great. Dead is even worse. Hellworld is worse. Revelations is worse. Judgment is worse. Hellraiser 2022. I know everybody's jumping on the bandwagon of this and going, oh, it's so amazing. Sit through fucking other eight fucking Hellraiser movies and see how fucking excited you are to sit through another one. If somebody goes to me, oh... Good though, isn't it? (laughs) I haven't seen the remake, no. but it, like, but it's like when somebody says to me like, "Oh, they're putting Evil Dead in a tower block." I'm like, I still have to see that. I don't. It's like, well, I wasn't too fussed about the remake personally because well, the Evil Dead remake. Yeah, because I, I love that. Movie. I, I, I love it too. I, after Nightmare on Elm Street and friday the 13th i was a bit worried oh yeah you got every right in the world to be like feel like you're gonna get burned and then we went and watched the remake and we did a little video for it when we 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 were a bit mixed on it we're still positive but mixed but then i've gone back and i've re-watched it and i'm like you know what this really does work you know if it's completely on its own without ash it still works with this book with the kids getting killed. Interestingly, yeah. watching the... Because it's Hellraiser versus Evil Dead right now. Yeah. The Hellraiser remake will remind you of the Evil Dead remake immediately with the protagonist girl having a Being substance a abuse addict, problem, yeah. trying that. to recover, and then having the evil, the Deadites, you know, help her get over this addiction where it was the Deadites yeah, and Evil Dead. But in the remake, she rips her fucking arm off and fights it with a chainsaw. Yeah, it's horrible. That's it's horrifying. Fucking... I, 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 Evil Dead, I think Evil Dead remake trumps the the Hellraiser reboot in its gore department. Yeah, I agree. When it rains blood, it's outstanding. The visuals, they rebuilt the cabin. And that guy she cuts her away. fucking tongue in half. Yeah. Man, that standing blade. Yeah. And then when she's in the shower, I'm like, she cuts her arm off too. That guy's like, <laughs> oh, don't read this book. I know. I'm gonna read it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta find well, out why. Cabin in the woods where the stone is like, I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand. <laughs> don't read the Latin. <laughs> <laughs> Evil yeah, no, to me, Hellraiser, to me yeah. that was a no-brainer because I honestly I'm like it for me as well with Evil Dead, Evil Dead, and Army of Darkness. That's a series that for me gets better with each one. Yeah, yeah. I love Evil Dead. I think Evil Dead Two is better, and then I think Army of Darkness is better again, <laughs> personally. And and Evil De- uh, Army of Darkness shouldn't as well because like if you watch that movie, apart from the fucking fountain of blood. There is no gore in that movie. It was the first one I saw because it was all s- fucking skeletons and dust. Barry. Right. 
Barry Norman got me on Army of Darkness because I watched his review of The most of iconic it. cover of any horror movie ever where Ash is ripped more than Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching, seeing the poster for months watching the film because it was the first one yeah. I watched and going like, fuck, you ain't that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you ain't fucking that uh, ripped. Uh, I call bullshit. <laughs> Alrighty, moving on to the final uh, of the first round of knockouts. We're seeing Halloween go up against Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh. Right now, we have 13 <laughs> films in the Halloween, Halloween franchise. In a <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's list them off, shall we? Original Halloween in 1978, with a sequel in 81. Season of the Witch in 82. Return of Michael Myers in 88. The Revenge in 89. The Curse in 95. H2O 20 years later in 98. Resurrection in 2002. Then Halloween 2007, Halloween 2 2009, followed by Halloween in 2018, Halloween Kills in 21, and Halloween Ends in 22. Numerous comics and novels and also appears in Dead by Daylight, the game. Moving on to Texas Chainsaw we Massacre, we have nine movies in this franchise so far, with the first being in 1974, the second in 86, the third one in 1990, the next generation in 94, then the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003, then the beginning in 2006, 3D in 2013, Leatherface in 2017, and then just yet again, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Movie, yeah. Numerous Fucking games and else. comics. One of the earliest games was on the Atari in 1982. A new game is being in development by Gun Interactive right now, based on the original movie, and also appears in Dead by Daylight, the game. Um, I'll go because I, I kind of have to go with my boy, Michael, on this one. Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1 versus Halloween 1. Both of, them, both of those movies are absolutely fucking legendary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre has a title that makes you think it's just going to be a gore fest and it was banned huge controversy and it was yeah whole controversy behind it and yet when you do watch it and you're you're a teen like i was watching it for the first time because you're getting a chance to after all the horror movies you see you realize that it's more than just a kind of gore fest it's actually like an experience you know same kind of it's a it's a can you say you've seen it sort of movie right yeah yeah, yeah. when we're growing up it's like have you seen it like Like, yeah you remember that whole chase at the end and the the lighting and things like that and halloween still has it kind of has the same thing where you know it's it's just so iconic for a horror movie for its time i mean the title alone just sells it for october 31st every fucking year now both franchises have massive issues i prefer halloween 2 over um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 because Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 might it's well such be an odd film Exorcist 2 because it's just he, he decided, Bill Mosley though right he decided to go comedy route and it's yeah. like why it's so because weird. Toby Hooper just didn't so, want to do it or they so just fucking weird man the third movie's pretty damn good you've got fucking <laughs> Aragorn and Leather fucking face. Keith Legal David you know Ken Forey in that one Ken yeah. Forey sorry yeah Ken Forey's in that one um, but I think I do prefer Season of the Witch because once again my um John Carpenter was trying to do something new for cinema, and it was the it was the studios coming along going, eh, "No, John, we don't think you know what you're doing behind the camera. We know what sells, and it's like, fuck you guys. 
I know what sells. People just will come to the cinema and, and, and watch whatever we put in front of them, but we just need to make the stories work. You know, text change from Massacre to Next Generation is fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, I have. <laughs> I saw both remakes. I thought they were pretty good. But Do you know what? Other than the first one, I think the remakes are actually the best films in the series. For Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Th- those because those first fucking, two remakes, that yeah. one in the beginning. Um, what's his face from Full Metal Jacket? Yeah, dude, it's Sheriff Hoyt. Fucking yeah. brilliant. Hoyt and also great. the guy playing fucking Leatherface is like, okay, that guy I buy. Yeah. That in guy the world, I buy yeah. is like, he was going to fuck your day up. Because you think about like before, when you get to Next Generation, they really fucking do they Leatherface really dirty in that yeah. one. It's yeah. like, why the fuck are we but scared it, of this? But it's like, like, it just gets worse Big old training. Because they do the remakes, but then there's like, like we said the Netflix movie was fun but it was fucking stupid Sucked. there was that one where he was living in the basement of the house and it turns out he's related to her at the end I didn't even watch that yeah, one yeah that was the Leatherface 3D one wasn't That's it right. the, one, that, the one after that is the only one I haven't seen but I remember watching yeah so now, yeah Leatherface I've not seen Texas I, Chainsaw 3D yeah was the one I know Michael's got some stinkers <laughs> no listen I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this real easy because I'm gonna agree with you but, but I've gotta put Halloween above but, Texas but Chainsaw Massacre because Love hurts. <laughs> There's 15 different continuities in the Halloween movies, yeah. and, <laughs> and they're still they're still better than the Sawyer's, unfortunately. I I like the family. I I think the the family are a phenomenal group of characters in the yes. Chainsaw Massacre series. Don't get me wrong, but the only really the only true version of them that I really like is. Those remakes because they're just at their fucking down and dirtiest, really. Yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. What I mean? yeah. Which is funny they're because like I don't because people. I don't like the Rob Zombie versions of Halloween. You know, like um, his first so one's yeah. good, but Halloween it's not too bad. Two is really bad though. Yeah. I can't stand the the, fuck, white I, the, horse. I, the white horse thing was bullshit, and I can't stand the fucking grunt in Michael. So yeah, anyway, and, he's, and he speaks yeah. as well. By the way, we are going to have to pause after this first round because I'm going to explode if I don't... No problem. <laughs> well, it's already been anyway, decided Myers, by... I didn't mean it, to do it, that. It's, it's no. going to be uh, Michael Myers going through, yeah. Halloween going through. Um, I, I'm I'm uh, in, intended to agree. Like Even the bad Halloween films give me some joy mm. uh, over the Texas Chainsaw Massacre's bad films. Those bad films are just bad and I don't get anything fun from them. Um, I love John Carpenter's Halloween not the biggest fan of Halloween 2, but I really like The Return of Michael Myers Part 4. Uh, of course, Season of the Witch is one of those films that's grown and grown and grown on mm. me. I think it's iconic. I love the... Uh, I love... What I like about the er, some of the early Halloween films is how... Um, how cosy they kind of are as horror yeah. films because of all of the Halloween imagery, that, that autumn glow that the films have. Whereas Texas Chainsaw Massacre is stark and it is raw and you can feel that Texas heat on mm. everything. Mm. Um, and it's so uncomfortable, so raw and realistic and brutal that it stays with you. The original film stays with you for a while. Um, some grainy shit. Some real grainy shit. Um, but it, it's bad films are much worse, much, much worse than the Halloween films. I have no real love for Texas Chainsaw Massacre as a franchise at all. Um, I enjoyed the first one. The second one is just wild. Um, I didn't mind the next generation. It was kind of fun. Um, and uh, I, all right, I, all right. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, there were scenes in the twenty twenty two Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, where I got to see an actual Chainsaw Massacre, a busload of it. Um, that was the only saving grace of that film, though. So yeah, ha- Halloween is going through. Uh, but uh, yeah, we are going to take a very quick break here, um, but I'm pretty sure 
the uh, the final, the finale here will will go very very quickly. Uh, so we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll see you for the for the uh, the semi and final rounds. Semi, semi. <laughs> Oh, no. Mate, that was the fuck. That was the fucking piss from Austin Powers. That was. Halloween. I was just like, he's not gonna make it. I was proper tapping. <laughs> Alrighty, well we're down to the final eight. First up, we're going to see Psycho versus The Silence of the Lambs. Then it's Aliens versus Child's Play. The Thing versus Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Ash versus Michael Myers. So first up, I watched that film. Uh, you're right. <laughs> that actually sounds like a title of a movie, and I would. So first up, I watched that film. Uh, you're right. <laughs> that actually sounds like a title of a movie, and I would watch that. Okay, it's Psycho versus The Silence of the Lambs. I, I Ian, I'm going to throw this one straight to you. Well, it's crazy because I really like Psycho and Psycho Two, but I think Silence of the Lambs trumps it. In in overall. Hannibal Lecter versus Norman Bates kind of aspect. If I had to put them off against each other, I, I would say it's I think because Hannibal Lecter's more interesting. Yeah, and I think he's given much more of a psychological profiling throughout mm. the course of his franchise, which makes him fascinating and interesting. And you know, uh, uh, nobody else can really play Norman Bates like Anthony Perkins. I also give you that. You know, oh, but we, until we, we see Gus, Gus yeah. Van Sant proved that, right? Um, um, and and <laughs> oh dear. it's it's weird that you can you with Hannibal Lecter, kind of any really good actor can play Hannibal Lecter, but they've got the novels to fall back on. They've got this backstory. They've got Clarice. They've got all this other stuff. And so yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Science of Lambs. I think it's just a better or well, Hannibal Lecter series is just a better horror franchise. Just funny because I know, obviously, you know, I'm going to go with fucking Silence of the Lambs. But <laughs> this is actually closer for me than mm. it was to Jaws because mm. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, you know, when it comes to now, at least we're comparing like, you know, two sort of like, you know, antagonist, protagonist, however you want to look at it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I agree. I think there's more to Hannibal Lecter as a character. And again, I'm biased because I've read all the books, um, whereas I haven't read anything on the psycho side. But I just, again, I think he's a more complex character. I think. Also, there are a lot less troughs in the Science of the Lambs franchise yes. than there is Psycho. There is Psycho. And again, you have no idea how much heavy lifting that series does. Yeah. You know? I mean, Psycho 4 and Hannibal Rising are kind of on par with each other. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, totally. But, I don't, you know... It, but like you said, the writer, the, the writer of Hannibal Rising, he didn't want to do it. And so it's just, the heart's not there. You know? Yeah, it was just... Yeah. It, it was echoed in Risa Fans' uh, performance, I think, in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't want a beer either. <laughs> Payday. Um, tough one for me, this one. Um, I think I enjoy the... I think I enjoy the performances more with the Psychos because, again, the consistency of watching this actor play this part over mm. all these decades, that really intrigues me. And again, a really good uh, TV show. However, the Silence of the Lambs TV show, the Hannibal TV show, blows the Bates Motel out of the water. Um, plus, yeah, Anthony Hopkins, Matt Nicholson, uh, performance, iconic, legendary, um, Silence of the Lambs. Again, I, th 
I think yeah, it, it's it's close. It is close, mm. but uh, overall, uh, I think the strength of those films, even their weaker ones, are better than some of the weaker psycho ones. You got to think a lot of this at this point as well comes down to if you if I said to you you had to either rewatch which one would you watch which one would yeah. you rewatch, isn't it? You yeah, I I would take Silence of the Lambs over this. Yeah. Alright, silence is moving on through. Come on, Gary. Lead us straight in with aliens and children. Aliens going against child. child's Because I know this is going to hurt. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> the, the question is, <clears throat> is um, like Bride and Seed of Chucky, I think, are worse films than Alien Resurrection. Mm, Alien... Uh, no. Uh, I, I think Alien Resurrection is better than Seed and Curse of Chucky. I think Alien Resurrection is better than than a lot of the Chucky films. But, again, Chucky is consistent and Aliens mm, gives us pre- Alien vs. Predator. That's what I was going to say. It gives us Covenant and Prometheus. And I like Prometheus a lot. I just don't, don't see it as an Alien film. I know it's in the Alien universe, but it is its own film. It has terrible writing, but it has some glorious visuals Ridley mm. Scott is a masterful director when it comes to visuals you know you can give him a two a two pence set and he'll turn that into you know a masterpiece um given that he's got the right tools and the right people with him um Dan O'Bannon for one yeah you know <laughs> but, but like we said with Don Mancini Don Mancini Don Mancini's been there from the start yeah. two pence yeah. and make a fucking franchise out of it with yeah. Charles Blake he the, uh, need the big money the alien the big and the alien queen has some of the best, you know, uh, puppetry in film. Outstanding, yeah. but so does Chucky. Chucky, yeah, and they've been pioneering in developing that tech yeah. uh, throughout. I would much rather, on any given day, sit down and watch any of the alien films. But I'm being unbiased because my heart says aliens. But in terms of the strengths of franchises, my vote goes to Child's Play. I'd go with Child's Play too on that kind of balance. Like, I love the Alien series, but Covenant is bad. Fucking Prometheus just doesn't work in a storyline, you know? And so if I'm going to be... If I'm going to be at least balancing for consistency of their storylines, fucking Chucky goes all the way from his first movie to a fucking TV series. Aliens it. is going to be getting one soon now. Well, yeah, but they haven't got one now. Chucky's just finished season one of his series and it was fun. It incorporated all the movies and you just had a well good laugh with it. You know? Alien, like I said, it keeps trying to change things for itself, not for what the fans like. You know? Like even Sigourney Weaver gave up after the third movie. Hmm. Brad Dorris been there since. <laughs> since oh, the so Brad Dorris was also in Aliens. He was in Resurrection. <laughs> yeah. He was in Resurrection. You know, Butterfly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for me, it would have to be Child's Play. Uh, I've also got to say, ju- just to confirm, Aliens, Colonial Marines. You can understand why now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Enough said. This is obviously it doesn't matter yeah. because Child's Play is going through. Yeah. I, honestly, out of the two, for rewatch value, I'm going to say Aliens. Yeah, because the the funny thing is, is like with the stinkers in Child's Play that I've watched, I'm like, I'm ne- when I've finished them, I've gone, I've never fucking watched that movie. <laughs> this the fucked up thing. There's something about Alien that makes you almost want. Oh, you watch Covenant and fucking Prometheus oh. with a fucking. I will find something good in this goddamn movie if it kills <laughs> me. And I 
And there's something about that charm that, for me, still makes Alien such a strong franchise. Yeah. It's, look, I, at the I, end of the day, I love Alien, Aliens, I, and I Alien haven't made time so to watch much. the Child's Play series, and again, this is just on me. I haven't made time to watch the Child's Play series yet. I want to because it looks great. Mm. If Alien, if a new Alien movie releases tomorrow, I want to know when so I can go see it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah I'm, keep, I'm always keeping my but ear to I, the ground but for I, new I Alien. I completely get where you're coming from with the Charles Play consistency. Yeah, it's just Aliens is, is hurt so much with you know three great movies, one resurrection movie, and then four shitty movies with the Alien in it. Um, it's just you know it destroyed the legacy. Like like there are now more bad Alien movies than good ones. Yeah. Child's Play has more good ones than bad ones. That's a fair shout. Yeah, um, argue so that. it's uh, but yeah, it, it breaks my heart to 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 see that in in front of me, because um, yeah, sometimes when I think of like fucking Seed of Chucky, like yeah, it's <laughs> fun, goes, but it's shit, that. you know. <laughs> it's shit. But it's Chucky. On a technical level, Alien Covenant is better than all the Child's Play movies. Of course. Um, but uh, shit, right? And and yeah. it doesn't have the soul, the love that's behind Chucky. So yeah. Okay. All right, let's have a fight. Let's fight. Oh, it's fighting see, time. It's John Carpenter versus Wes Craven. Now, I, the I, Thing versus Freddy Krueger. Now I don't, I don't really care if the Thing gets knocked out at this point, but I will put this across as its argument, and it's what we keep saying throughout all of these franchises about their strengths. Yeah, we can laugh all day and pay, poke fun at all the things that we don't like about it and then kind of balance them up but it really comes down to its strengths and for me the thing's strength is because it's so small you know it's a tiny little novel which became black and white movie which then the director decided to remake which then we got a sequel a prequel sequel for that we never ever thought that we'd do and it and it just it all that that in itself for me personally makes the thing so strong because you've got a little bit of everything wherever you want to go. You want to watch a black and white old 1950s movie? Boom, there you go. You want to watch one of the greatest fucking horror sci-fi movies with some of the greatest fucking special effects from Robo Team? Boom, there you go. You've never seen either of those and you're a bit of a CGI kid? Well, here's a CGI movie. Boom, there you go. You don't have to start going, oh, well, hold on. Well, what about the one where the thing was actually talking and was a woman and actually had feelings and we realized it's got a past and blah, blah, blah. You don't have to delve into it. Nightmare, I love Nightmare, but the moment he starts talking about his fucking daughter and him trying to be human and the remake of them trying to, oh, was Freddy actually a bad guy? No, he's a fucking killer and I want to be scared. And for me, that's where the thing wins. As a franchise, on the whole, I gotta go nightmare. And as much, I, I will, I will agree with you all day about the thing, John Carpenter's thing being like the best fucking horror movie of all time. It's hard to fucking like I said, it comes up with that or probably Alien to me, where I'm like, yeah. it's these two. Uh, pick a day of the week, I'll fucking give you a different answer. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. What I mean, uh, but as a franchise, for what it created. And for iconic characters, because I, I think you're absolutely right. You can tell a million different stories using the thing, because it's basically like, now it goes here, and now it goes there, and now it goes there. Mm. But that's literally like, you could probably take 20 fucking horror movies that no one's ever heard of and just inject the thing as the antagonist in it you know life could have been the thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. well life which was is, alien was the thing which, which is, was which is, yeah. which is very Such cool a hybrid however like but okay then so that's what we're saying is we can do it in anything whereas 
Nightmare is like as an actual horror franchise is based around really this one fucking character and this one fucking street. But it's weakness. You know what I mean? it, the, the longer it's they, got some weaknesses, the absolutely. Lord Dimension in Returns, absolutely. It gets, it gets but I think even the weaker Nightmare films. It, it makes the the better ones <clears throat> even better. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and and every film adds to the lore, whereas you almost can't watch one without wanting to watch the rest. You, you kind of want to follow take, the the story. If through. you take Freddy's Dead as say just for argument's sake being the worst one, it's like yeah. you still at least get like some this... funny one liners. Well, some no, good you at makeup. least still get sort of like fuck me. Did you, did you just see him with his dad, who's Alice Cooper by the way? <laughs> right. You know, like okay, that's <laughs> fine. Like you bar. fucking see him as like a kid yeah, fucking but, killing animals but, and stuff. So again, like it all adds to yeah, the lore. But it's so just milking it. If you even even of course on, it's milking it. That's what a franchise. Yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying <laughs> is like you you hey, walk, I, you I, walk I, into a room and somebody goes right. You can either watch John Carpenter's The Thing or the entire series of the Nightmare series. What time have I got? <laughs> you said, do you want to watch one movie, one movie got, or eight? You, like, you know, you got, you got well, you have to rewatch the thing for the continuous runtime no, 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 yeah, of no, all the nightmare no, no, films. Right. It, like I said, hey, it's, dude, it's just I, that feeling you get. No, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I get it. It's your, and it's your favorite movie, so I totally get it. But, You've left me at a horrible. But what I really wanted to do was make him decide. Yes, you bastard. Exactly. <laughs> but that's it. He's got. A, he's really, got a balance now. I'm really stuck here. He enjoys the nightmare. He enjoys the nightmare series. But he won't watch the entire series back to back because he knows that the no. Thing, I always does, skip. I always it, skip two, and I never watch Freddy's ex- Dead either. Ex- exactly with the thing, you never have to do that. Don't skip two. Two's great. The thing. Oh, uh, I. I mean, <laughs> it has its moments for sure. I mean, Ian and I reviewed it this year, and uh, yeah, like listening to Ian fully endorse and enjoy that that sequel. It's like great I. Sequel. I. I, it's I love listening horror. to you talk about Nightmare Two more than Jaws Two. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Nightmare Two is a solid sequel, and you know it uh, it kept Freddy in our dreams enough to get us to Dream Warrior before like Freddy Mania took off. Yeah, and it's just. Um, I I think Universal have been very good at remaining um, uh, in control of the Thing franchise and not milking it as far as they want to, but they've made some bad choices with that prequel. Like that, the prequel. I know it has more strengths than weaknesses, but its weaknesses are so frustrating because they didn't need to be there. Um, same, and same uh, the, and the, the and the thing who goes there, uh, it, it's a great film. Um, you know Howard Hawks, uh, the the dialogue in it, the, the the visuals, but it's it's pretty tame now, right? Well, I've just seen fucking Terrifier two, <laughs> so go back to <laughs> yeah, watch. You know you have to be in the mindset for that film. Uh, Almost any Freddy film, music's on. You're in the dream. You're in there. You you're under the spell. Yeah. I'm biased because, like I said, I'm not exaggerating when I said that movie scared the shit out of me. Yeah. yeah. In fact, it wasn't even the movie. It was the series because the first thing I saw as a child was my sister was like, "Watch this. It's really funny." Okay. Yeah. This is the last time she babysat because <laughs> um, I didn't fucking sleep for six years. The Thing is one of my favourite movies of all time. The mm. Nightmare on Elm Street um, is one of the I strongest horror franchises. Got the greatest jump scare of all time in The Thing with the fucking blood test. Yeah. The, oh, with the, 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 the defibrillator, the, the blood that, test, the, the, the canine to, dogs. Practical the, effects, talking, it's fucking flawless. If we're talking on a technical level, then The Thing is superior. John Carpenter is a better director than Wes Craven. Right, again, Wes Lord Cra- Dimension Wes, Returns. Wes Craven had to branch himself out to many different franchises to get his name caught out there. John Carpenter... Made one film, moved on. One film, moved on, and his name just became legend after legend after legend. 
So did Wes Craven. Yeah, like, they're, they're both, I, I think they're both. <laughs> they're no, both yeah, but yeah, differently so. because John Carpenter, John Carpenter only made one return for making a sequel with Escape from L.A. and that was only because the studio pushed it. When Halloween too. Same again, studio pushing it. He'd already finished with both those first films, left them with ambiguous endings. He, he yep. finished it and he moved on. Where's Craven? It's like Hills Have Eyes, House Last House on the Left, Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream. I know these are all really superior, but they just they 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 didn't capture it. Like 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 you said, Nightmare is the strongest out of all three of those film franchises. Nightmare is the strongest, and even then, it suffers because they just milked it and milked it and milked it. The thing is superior because it's smaller. The fan base kept returning, though. It was ripe for milking, and we lapped up that milkshake. <laughs> it does bring all the boys to the yard. It does, yeah. And I, I'm so eager for a new Nightmare film. I want another Legacy sequel. I, we've talked about it in numerous podcasts. Robert Englund saying he's too old. Yeah, it's... He is, and that's, that's this is the problem. It's this is a really, really tough Halloween one. And the Be- problem with Texas Chainsaw is that the fan base goes, we'll, we'll watch the next one, give us again, and it's never as good as the originals or the first ones that the directors first put out. That's what we're always after. We're always after the di- what the director did the first time, and they ne- we never get it. John Carpenter's The Thing just does I that. Thi- that I'm, gives you exactly what you want. I'm going to go with The Thing. Uh, and uh, it, it, I'm, I'm, it's only because I think because the thing is so um, small mm. as a franchise. I mean, it barely qualifies into yeah. this category. Um, the fact that it's in there, and uh, I, I think, you know, the, the the strength of the first thing movie. I, I'd rather watch that over a Nightmare on Elm Street over any day, any day really. Um, but I love the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise yeah. and all of its yeah. movies. Now, what I will say is. In, in strength of my choice for the thing is that uh, the video game is fun. It's a fun continuation of the movie. Uh, but what I, I really am fascinated by the comic book stories in the thing. I think they've shown so much creativity, gave us so much insight into the biology of the thing and the host of the thing and on a psychological level. Excuse me. I find the thing absolutely terrifying. Like, you know... Like we've seen in the movies, the horror, horrifying transformations or possessions when the thing consumes you. But I'm fascinated on like the biological level mm. of how the thing can slowly transform you. Mm. And do you are aware of you becoming the thing? Are you dead? When do you die? When does the thing take over? Were you aware of this happening? Mm. Like to the point where when you mutate and turn into the thing that you're shocked that you are the thing like all of that psychology is explored in the comic books and uh i think another thing movie and we're going to get one based on the frozen hell you know the expanded uh, mm. short story um i think another thing movie could be outstanding uh i, I you know it, it is the peak of paranoia uh in in film form there's some very good like uh, invasion of the body snatchers is right up mm. there yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh you know, I love Wes Craven and I love John Carpenter, uh, but this one I'm giving it to the thing, but it's again on a hair. And it's because yeah. of uh, it not having so many awful sequels um, that it slips by this one. Which brings us on to the, uh, the final right now of this round of knockouts, which is going to see Ash vs. Evil Dead, or uh, uh, the Evil Dead series going up against Halloween. I'll start with this one. 
I'm going to go with Ash and the Evil Dead because three solid movies, a great remake, another one in the works, a phenomenal TV series that incorporates everything from the trilogy of movies, keeping its tone, the comedy, the horror, the gore, the insanity of it. It's Lee Majors. It's Lee, oh, Lee Majors. They bring back <laughs> cast members from the original movies. It's, it's so many ideas cancelled before it, uh, you know, before it went into Mad Max apocalyptic Do- territory. Donna saw that ending because I re- I watched the third series recently because it's the only one I hadn't seen. And she mm. was like, "That's fucking great! What happens next?" I was like, "Yeah, shut up and get out." Like, <laughs> right, That's it, it ended. It ended. A Halloween's got way too many stinkers in there to uh, to hold up. Uh, it's got some I'm, I'm great. Gonna, I'm going to agree with you based on the exact same reason. Yeah. Is it, I, I don't think there's actually a dud in the Evil Dead. Um. I see. They're really good. The Evil Dead series is really good, but my money would be going on Halloween because. John Carpenter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if I like, if I was comp- if I was to compare like. Halloween 1978 to Evil Dead 81. Evil Dead is a gore fest and is a changing of time where Halloween is slow and quiet and, you know, it's just... Cozy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and, and like with the thing again, it's it's ever in the background, the presence, you know. With Evil Dead, it just has to keep up upping the shock value. So that at the end of the film you go, oh man, I love Evil Dead. It's so fucking gory. <laughs> Where I just go back to that shot of Michael just jamming the knife in that guy and leaving him hanging on the door, and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's a horror franchise. But Evil Dead took it. Alrighty, we're down to the final four. Next up, we see Hannibal Lecter going up against Charles Lee Ray, Child's Play series. Chucky versus Hannibal. Chucky. Because Chucky's more fun. <laughs> it's Hannibal Lecter. It, you can have too much darkness, and I know. I, I know we were kind of moaning about some of the comedy. It's a horror franchise, dude. Yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> right. weird, yeah, you but, literally said earlier that yeah, you can't have comedy in a horror franchise. Yeah, but weirdly <laughs> literally enough, words. yeah, but weirdly enough, Science of the Lambs isn't a horror franchise. It's a bunch of books that have been made into films that we've characterized and put them together, saying, "Oh, they're gory." Child's Play. Is a ho- how is it not a horror franchise? So, most horror franchises for me, like we said, have some duds because the studios try to interfere mm-hmm. and they try to change the story because they're trying to keep the franchise alive. We call it milking it. We call we call them remakes or reboots. But say what they were. With Child's Play, Brad Dorf has literally just kept his character going all this time. Like we said, throughout all the movies, into a TV series. Hannibal Lecter, they changed the main guy like three fucking times. You know, for... Well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, you're talking... Brian Brian Cox, obviously, yeah, it's like that wasn't a franchise. But then when you take the actual... If you you take Manhunter out of it and do the rest of the actual franchise... But I I can't. Manhunter have They couldn't have Andy Hopkins play him in fucking Rising. when When you talk about Hannibal Lecter, if you have not seen Manhunter, are you even a fan of the franchise? You know, you need to have watched that one to say, oh, I think it's... I think you do. I think you do, because you can't just sit there and go, well, I watched... Five Academy Awards say it didn't. (laughs) <laughs> that's Science of the Lambs. Yeah. Science, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Manhunter 
came out. It didn't do too well. Then they hit it with Science of the Lambs. And then everyone was like, oh, you got to go back and watch Manhunter. Yeah? Then they, then they like we said, they bring out Hannibal, which is all right. It's no <laughs> Science of the Lambs. It's no Five Out Academy Award. No, it's, not, it's not as good by you any know? means, but I think it's a solid Han- sequel. Hannibal Rising... I'm gonna look. Never you know again. me. I'm gonna right. go. I'm gonna go as a horror franchise. I'm definitely going Science of the Lambs over Charles Play. Be just, even if it's just similar to the way that I said about Exorcist versus Psycho. Because I'm mm. not shitting on Charles Play in any yeah, way. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying I, I like the cannibal thing over the possessed doll thing. I guess for me personally. But what I'm saying with the fun value of Charles Play is like unlike Jason and Freddy, where they were going that way and we didn't yeah, want them to science has carried the fucking tone child's play way. yeah but child's play made it fun because of chucky chucky makes it fun of course it does it's a fucking doll running around <laughs> yes but that's what i'm saying brad dora <laughs> it's makes, a it's a fucking angry brad toddler at the brad end of the day like, you know. makes the character of course and he, he, does. he doesn't Absolutely have does. to he could easily just go on after the third movie i'm never coming back they even tried yeah. to stick mark hamill into the remake no. i have barely mm. touched it yeah, because bad. i will not kind of sully the that thought. is a that is a blemish in the child's play franchise is that awful remake we haven't brought it up really no, until now. Where are you going? Um, I'm really stuck here um, because I, I, I had like my favorite thing about the Hannibal Lecter franchise is the TV series over all the movies. Yeah. Um, and for Child's Play, it's um, also got a great series from what I heard. Um, it, it does, but it honestly it pales in comparison, <laughs> like in in terms of production quality. Um, it's still, I mean, I, I'm loving Child's Play right now and it's ongoing, which is amazing. It keeps me excited. I want to watch like the next episode and I want to spoil what, what I'm waiting to, to see. Um, I don't like Hannibal, uh, the, the, the third film in the, the mm-hmm. franchise, I, I, that Ridley Scott one. I only remember one scene and that was him eating his own brain, um, and being fed to the pigs. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, I, you know, I, the rest of it, I didn't like, uh, the Clarice performance who was it again julianne Julia Julia Moore. Moore. i like, I like yeah, her that was but a, that was she was just loss. so yeah just such a, a weaker uh absolutely act- actress in that role um but yeah anthony hopkins like iconic in the role Maz nicholson is amazing brian cox was you know, very small um but for me he doesn't he doesn't he's he's a part of it but he's not the first thing you think of mm. He didn't have a lot in that first book. To be fair, that's a funny thing. Like, you know, I I think Silence of the Lambs TV series is better than Chucky, but I think the fact that it is Don Mancini and Brad Dourif and Tilly and the the the, the actor lineage. that played Andy, yeah. uh, like bringing back all these legacy characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say Silence of the Lambs because the Hannibal TV series was so fucking good, mm-hmm. but. Child's Play, you know, I love the possession stuff. I love the supernatural stuff. Uh, Chucky flipping the finger. Yeah. <laughs> over yeah. and over. I, Brad Dorf, baby. I, I love that cheeky little motherfucking grin. Um, it's so tough, but I'm, I'm going with Child's Play in the end on this one. Nice. Going with Child's Play. Bye bye, Silence. You're in far, but you ain't no Chucky. Alrighty, Ian. I'm gonna throw this one over to you right now while I uh, finagle the uh, the buttons here. It's, uh, so it's talking... the Thing versus Evil Dead. Now we had 
weirdly discussed this a couple of days ago. The possibility that, of them meeting. They, the possibility that they were going to face each other. And I am the nard of this over which I would really, really fundamentally enjoy. And it for, for a time, my vote was going to go with Ash versus Evil Dead because those first three movies, the games, um, the comic books... I mean, I've got Ash fucking tatted on the back of my neck. That's how much of a fucking fan I am of him. But I, I cannot, I cannot shake my vote from the thing. It's a superior movie. John Carpenter is Sam Raimi is good. I love Sam Raimi, and with Robert Tapper and Bruce Campbell by his side, he can make really good productions. John Carpenter can just do everything. He makes his own music. He makes, he does his own editing. Assault and Precinct 13, you know, it's just phenomenal. Fucking Starman is just phenomenal. I know he's got duds with Ghosts of Mars, and I know he's got duds with Memoirs of an Invisible Man, but that doesn't change the fact that John Carpenter is just a superior guy behind the camera when he's doing his work, which out his skills, I think, just outshine every other director between his music, his editing, his story work. Now, when I'm talking about The Thing, and, and I want to I want to be truthful now because, like I said, if if he goes if the thing goes out against Evil Dead, I, I don't care. If it, if it gone out in the first round, I wouldn't care against Saul. But every actor in the thing is just phenomenal. You know, every one of them does their part, and we are questioning from beginning to the very end. You know, who's the thing? When it happened? What part? You know, his child's really a thing. Did they get rid of his earring? Does he breathe at the end? All these questions. Is he drinking gasoline? (laughs) (laughs) All these questions come out and it's like Blade Runner all over again. It just keeps it alive. And yeah, we want sequels to answer our questions, but secretly we don't. The horror of the unknown. With with Evil Dead, it's just like we made one and then we had to remake it into a sequel which technically doesn't connect to the first one. So technically Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness are just one and two movies. Evil Dead is completely separate. No, two, well, no they're no, still two, very two separate different flavours. No, it does not. Yeah, it does. It picks up right at the end. They just refilmed no, the, uh, no, the, like, the, the intro to it. Because yeah. it no, yeah. it's just him and Linda. He doesn't have Scotty Dude, there. He literally, yeah, no, he's literally <laughs> come out and said that it is a sequel to it. He, he even, even said, just splice he said just splice yeah. the end of Evil Dead right, to Evil Dead it, 2 where yeah, it possesses but, but him but it's not because when they filmed <laughs> it, it it is because of those reasons <laughs> but when anyway they, when they filmed it when they filmed it they had to change a bunch of things to keep the franchise well they, they weren't going. allowed at the time to yeah. use any footage from Evil Dead so right. they had to recap they had to recap <laughs> so that's why you don't have Scotty and that's why you don't have Shelley and yes you have Linda because that's the iconic scene of him cutting her head off and keeping the story going then you get into the TV series. The TV series goes so much deeper and things like that. But it, it's loads of different people coming in f- from from the background going, I'm a fan and here's my idea. I'm a fan and here's my idea. John Carpenter goes, this is mine. Do what you want with it, but you will never, never beat this. You're, you're judging it on the director. <laughs> Judging, this is franchises, I'm but you're like just no, John no, Carpenter. No, That's why you just went no, off on like pre- so on precinct since, since the start, I've been judging it all on all of their merits. And like we said, the thing is such a small little one. We don't have multiple sequels and different directors and different actors to go off of. We have to go from one film, its other ideas, and how that works against a franchise that has what 
four fucking movies and a TV series and a bunch of games. For me, the thing's just superior because it's so much smaller. It's so tight. Go on. Uh, the thing is my favourite movie in the world. I love John Carpenter. I love watching interviews with that's him. It, the man is it. a legend. Evil Dead, you talk about um, everything that uh, Wes, um, that um, Sam Ray. Uh, that John Carpenter does behind the scenes as well as just directing. Uh, Sam Raimi as well is like sound designing. His bonkers and incredible camera work, like the, the way he films, you know, just the, flipping the camera upside down, filming between the floorboards, his bizarre hmm. sound effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's totally integrated into uh, so his shit thing. You need a drone Has to his absolute now. style, which is why when people watch stuff like, uh, you know, Into the Multiverse of Madness, you're like, you're like spotting out all the Sam Raimi-isms. Mm. Sam Raimi-isms. Yeah. So I, I think he's just as, uh, you know, as uh, interesting to watch. Uh, I think Carpenter is more refined and more classical, whereas Raimi is more MTV bonkers, let's move the camera all yeah. over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Two different generations. But I, yeah. I, I, I love MacReady, but Ash is so much more interesting. Uh, as a character, <laughs> you know, even he's the reluctant hero who's an absolute buffoon who is so selfish. Yeah, I can't stop watching him. Uh, he has been for but he's a one... fucking hero. He is the hero, it's... and he, he's had so can't many games, so many appearances. Hero, right? The fact that can't Bruce Campbell continues to support this franchise, his friends uh, in the movie industry, <laughs> he's retired from it like three times. Well, yeah, he has, but he's still vo- <laughs> well, he's still voicing the character. Yeah, and hell, there, there are even talks of an Evil Dead cartoon continuation <laughs> of the series, oh, which allows Perfect. Bruce to voice the role, Perfect. and he doesn't have to put his body on the line anymore. Um, Ash vs. Evil Dead. I love the games. I love the comic books. I love uh, the movies. I love the remake. As a franchise, it dwarfs the thing into... It's minute in comparison as a franchise. And the fact that Ash vs. Evil Dead is such a strong franchise, it's a clear winner for me. Ash vs. Evil Dead. Or Evil Dead franchise. Yeah. Andy, you're getting the sway vote on this one. No, well, this is the thing. is like you said, I, I, I agree with both of you what you said. Like, I love the fucking thing movie. Absolutely. It's great. But to me, it's just, it kind of, it, because I'm not a fan of the um, sequel, and like, I'm going to take video, prequel, of course, mm. I'm going to take the uh, the video games out of it, because, again, I'm like, rose tinted with the thing, and like, sure. the fucking, uh, the fucking fistful of boomsticks, phenomenal. <laughs> so I'm going to take those out of it. Yeah, I do need to play the new one, I do need to play the new one. But, again, on the strength of it being, I'm, I'm basing it on one truly great movie. This is kind of the same argument I had with Science of the Lambs versus Jaws. Yeah, I'm taking one phenomenal movie. That it against, is worth its strength. That, though, absolutely. Yeah. That against the like again. I mean, this is going to spoil you for my next round pick. But like, as far as I'm concerned with the Evil Dead, I'm like, there's no, there's no, there's no downtime for me. There's no fucking lull for me. I, if I watch Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness the remake, and all three seasons of Ash vs. Evil Dead, I'm like, <laughs> I enjoyed everything. <laughs> yes. I was like, fucking loved every minute yeah, of this. Yeah. Um, if they're going to do a fucking cartoon continuation of it, which the the beautiful thing about fucking cartoons is you're not, it's like, not restricted. how do we make this look? Oh, you just draw it? All right, <laughs> cool. It's going to be fucking insane. So I got to put Ash vs. Evil Dead through as well. Absolutely. Wow. No, we figured if, it would. However, if you took, if we were playing a game of the thing versus any of the Evil Dead movies on their the own. Wins, yeah. I would push the thing. It's the reason why we didn't do single movie entries in yeah. the horror. Yeah, horror, because we'd be working backwards. Yeah, 
But then again, you would always end up talking about the sequels, though, anyway. So it just made sense to do franchises. Um, I didn't see this as the final. The Actually, final. Evil Dead was one of my picks. Yeah, but I, was, uh, yeah I didn't see Charles yeah, Play making it. I, I thought Hannibal either. Lecter was going to trump Charles Play. Yeah, it almost did. It almost did for me. This is a <laughs> toughie. But um, I'll uh, I'll go I'll go with mine. Uh, I'm giving it to Ash vs. Evil Dead right away. Uh, I love my Child's Play. I love my Evil Dead more. Yeah. I I tend to watch more Evil Dead or rewatch Evil Dead more than any of the Child's Plays. The uh, the TV series was a terrific send off for this character that we thought we would never see a conclusion to yeah. after Army of Darkness. We enjoyed the games as story continuations because we thought we'd get no more. Then we get three tremendous seasons, which is equivalent to almost six or nine movies in <laughs> length. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, you can't ask for more. And yet, if we get more... Support and gonna... cast are phenomenal as well. Yeah, they are. They? Yeah, they really like are. And the fact and Pablo, that they, 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 well they, they've lent their back. voices to the video game as well. Like, it, 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 they love what they work Pablo, on. Pablo, by the third season, is actually as jacked as fucking yeah, Ashes he's, in he's that built. Evil Dead yes, poster. Is, I remember yeah. he fell over. I was like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. And man, <laughs> the actress playing Kelly, she's filthy and she's fine. She's filthy, yeah. <laughs> Evil Dead, uh, I think... No, I want you to go first. Let me see what yours is first. Okay, well, because I'm going to go with Ash versus Evil Dead. I'm going to go Ash versus Evil Dead. Okay, right away! I'm child's play, but yeah. Army of Darkness just trumps all three, the, all, all three of the first child's play movies. Army of Darkness on its own, you know. And the fact that you. Once you start Army of Darkness, if you've never seen Evil Dead 1 or 2, you've got them to go back to, and it's just so good. Because you know after you finish Evil Dead 1 and then Evil Dead 2, you're like, oh, I'm back to Army of Darkness again? Really? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, lo- I love that I can watch um, Army of Darkness with Donna as well because she's not a big horror fan, but she loves comedy horror. I yeah. mean, she likes some... She loves Dog Soldiers. Um, she thinks Freddy vs. Jason is funny as all fuck, so awesome. she'll watch that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, she, you know, she's not a fucking gorehound at all, you know, or anything like that. Um, yeah. But, so I love that I could... I, I would honestly... Like I said, like I, I could see... I would totally let Jessica watch Army of Darkness with me. Because again, like I said, there's really not a lot of gore in it at all. It's slapstick, you know, Three Stooges you know. comedy until... Because the... I know full well that like for any bit where she's scared, I'm like, just just wait until he fights Dick. himself. Dick just, just wait until he starts drinking. Like, how about some hot chocolate? When you just trust me. Like, you know, she's going to fucking piss herself. So. Yeah. Yeah, the, the first one with the rape scene might be a bit much for <laughs> Yeah, just, just like, yeah. don't go near no trees. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you know... Yeah, I mean, uh, look, looking at all of the uh, the results, though, um, some some real tough battles in there, but mm. yeah. I'm, uh, but hail to the king. Hail to the king, baby. The king of horror. Even though there's so there's a lot of comedy in there, the splatter, the the, the, the scares, you know, the jump scares, the, 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 the dialogue, the deadites, Ash himself, his yeah. supporting cast members. Genius. Brilliant. You know, and I have to say, it's very rare for... Like, we've talked about all these horror franchises and all these icons, Freddy, Jason, Leatherface, you know, and uh, and, and the, the winner is the hero. If, if we put we, Ash in, though, he'd have fucked them all up fucked in that them movie. All up. <laughs> right? That's why well, we never it. got I'm, to see him versus anybody. I'm lining them up against some of the others. I'm like, right, Ash versus Evil Dead versus Friday the 13th. I'm feeling Ash versus Evil Dead. 
Yeah. Ash versus Evil Dead versus Psycho. I'm feeling Ash versus Evil Dead. Yeah. Like he might struggle against something smarter like Science of the Lambs. Alien would be a fucking you rough know, one. But, but that's it. It's like yeah, chainsawing aliens isn't going to go down too yeah. well. I just broke the fucking chainsaw <laughs> in the first hit. Ash yeah. versus Evil Dead TV series versus your Hannibal TV series. If you really had to pick and only watch one, well, I'd, I'd take Evil Dead because the fun factor. I'm going to get my gore and splatter, but I'm, I'm not going to get beautiful artistry or deep psychological in, you know uh, in there I'm going to get shoot first think no, never you have, you have <laughs> you know? a fucking Hannibal series of sort of like you know and this dish is from this fucking region <laughs> yeah. of here and here and then Ash is getting Ash you get fucking gonna I got be, my hand back I'm going to take this thing out for a test drive you know one scene I've got playing in my head the whole time we're talking about Ash vs Evil Dead the one scene when he's in the morgue and he climbs up that zombie that yeah, the zombie butt. asshole yeah and there's yeah, just his dick is flying <laughs> yeah. mate it was, I think when I said to you the other day when I was like I'm watching season 3 he's like how far in it are you I was like well they just had a cum fight right yeah with the magazine and the arm coming out and I kind of was like that's enough for today <laughs> oh actually slashy groovy indeed yeah well thank you everyone for tuning in for our horror franchise tournament epicness we don't actually have an official title no, change it every time it does extravaganza that's the one um, and this unfortunately will be uh, the end of this podcast we have run over time and yes, we've had a yes. myriad of technical difficulties so if you did ask a question on this podcast wherever you've left it I will move it on to next month's podcast we'll have a longer Q&A section yeah. next and it month will, it will be the 50th podcast it as 